everyone, and welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. This is me, your co-host, Kevin Clark. Across the table over there, or looking at a thing on his phone. Drive his boat. I'm sitting over here. It's me, Matt. What did what Matt brought today for us? I Hold brought on. some more liquid death. Yeah! Yeah, Kevin, you do yours first. Yeah. Now, this isn't the sparkling water. This is the still water. Oh. Uh, Travis is pouring his into a, a glass like a sophisticate. He wants, I am it, going he wants to, it cold. These are not refrigerated I, yet. I am going to drink mine room temperature straight out of the can like the liquid death skull would want me to. Right. <laughs> the liquid death Bottom, skull doesn't judge as far bottoms as... Bottoms uh, up. Actually, this ice content is diluting the uh Yeah, you're the fucking core. Pour, you're diluting the water. That thirst is not going to die. Let's give it a sample. Well, I'll tell you what. It tastes like water. It tastes like water. It's good, you know. Pretty, pretty, pretty for refreshing. I think. Fuck yeah. Yes, yeah, so I tweet. I tweeted at uh, them and also like the Uts crab chips and like <laughs> white claw and shit. Everything that we've sampled on did, the show. Did we get Uts crab chips yet? No, we, nobody. Nobody else responded. Uh, These guys. Except Liquid Death. Thanks, What's the hold up, Uts? You think your shit don't stink or <laughs> yeah, something like right? that? Come this on. This frosty can of pristine Austrian mountain water won't mm-hmm. just refresh your body; it will murder your thirst. That's right. Did we mention that that they uh, they they donate? Like five cents from every can or something to like what does it say here? Clean up plastic garbage from the oceans. I don't oceans. think wow. we did because I don't think we had looked into yeah. it. They have a whole their whole thing is can. the reason it's canned is to cut down on plastic pollution. Yeah, They're so. murdering our uh, pollution as well, which is good. Murdering pollution. It's yeah. good to murder no, thirst. Before it murders us. Pollution deserves to be murdered. Also thirst. Yeah. Murdering thirst, comma pollution. Does the pollution come back from the dead like the thirst does, only to be murdered once again? Yeah. I mean, I guess it kind of. We does. don't really want to sell that though. <laughs> It's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. Anyway, yeah. So I got home like earlier this week, and there was like fucking eight cases of this stuff. Yes. In the package room. That was fun to carry up to my apartment, by the way. <laughs> I bet. Thank you, Liquid Dad. Yeah, thanks, guys. Send us more. We want it. Yes. Is this really from the Austrian Alps? I don't know. I don't know. It says it is, so I'm gonna believe it. Who's asking? I believe everything that's written on cans. So, <laughs> Uts, chips, White Claw, J and B Scotch, get off your asses, and whatever that root beer schnapps we had. Yeah, <laughs> send us some of that shit <laughs> from Moxie, Washington, or yeah, wherever right. that came from. Hey, and you get know what? I've got a, I've got a Lacroix here too. Nobody so. likes Lacroix, Kev. I do now. It's garbage water. I quit, drink, I quit drinking. Uh, I quit drinking sodas, so now I have to drink Lacroix. Garbage water for. I have it on good authority that, that Liquid Death sales went up 10,000% after we uh, yeah. discussed it. on, And then after this, you know, they're through the roof. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm, I guarantee it. It's astronomical. Like it's going to happen after this episode Sky's comes the out. limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sky's I the mean, limit. I mean, listen, I'm going to take another sip and, and tell you how good it is. Hold on. Uh, that's his thirst. Delicious. Here, hold on. Let me... Uh, your poor thirst. Uh, <laughs> did you hear that? That's my thirst being murdered by this Shoot water. Shoot your thirst in the no, face. It's, it's, and it's now it's cl- like trying to climb up to heaven or whatever, and if you sip it again, it'll drag back drag down. Drag that thirst Only to die down. once once more. Grab your thirst by the throat and rip its goddamn esophagus out. Wa- water drink bo- its blood! Waterboard your thirst, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> like you're pouring water onto the water. Wait, no, thirst isn't water. Uh, Waterboard your thirst. That would what, work. What you, know what? No, water, you know what? No, thirst is this screaming mold skull thing that they got on. That's what thirst is. Yeah, Melty Miyazaki mold skull. The next, you know, the next Pixar movie is about thirst, right? It's like they've, uh, they, they, it's like thirst is your thirst is actually alive. <laughs> oh, I thought you were <laughs> called thirsty. <laughs> so Pixar, Pixar's doing a whole tentpole movie based on the writing on the back of the liquid thirst can. No, th- uh, yeah, they're or they, they haven't admitted that. It's like it's gonna be just they're, like, they're totally ripping off the. It's not. It's not as. Uh, I 
obviously is not as graphic as the liquid death. No, but it's, it's just a, like it's just like cocoa, but, have, but for water. Oh, because remember at cocoa, they go to they go to uh, to to heaven. Yes, to heaven where, where everybody is Latino. One of the more one of the more strange movie. One of the more nightmarish uh, afterlife depictions. Yeah, that you was could very ever scary. I didn't like where that. If, you just, do, if you're not remembered, then you disappear to some right, other yeah, secondary yeah. Uh, heaven or hell, or just you're just Are gone. There, now uh, that movie implies that there are multiple heavens and hells for each ethnicity. It does. Oh yeah, that's, it's very strange. Well, I don't have a just, problem with that. I just it was just like a huge question mark the whole time for me. I think in that movie, the idea is that it's just sort of very insular, and, uh, and as far as yeah, the world of that movie is concerned, this is the only kind right. of people there is. I see, I see, okay. I, think that's I mean, fine. I don't think they thought that much. No, clearly they didn't. I just was like... <laughs> when you have a concept like that, you can't... You really got to yeah. resist Well, no, I mean, I, the, the, we've talked about my cartoon over-literalization syndrome before. This yes. Is, this is a manifestation yeah, You were like, the whole time you're watching it, you were just like, hashtag all deaths matter, Right, guys. exactly. <laughs> but it, but it, obviously it can be a problem if it's like the Cars movies, and I can't stop right. thinking I about mean, this yeah. shit as I'm going along. Like, right. the bugs are cars? <laughs> the bugs are yeah. cars? The cars use bathrooms? The mountains are shaped like cars? <laughs> what? Horrifying. Because it's not like in the human world the bugs are humans. No, and, I like uh, the mountains are shaped like people or whatever. I like the theory that I've read or it's the, pre-apocalyptic. That no, post, or post-apocalyptic. Post, it's but it's way post-apocalyptic. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's it would. I guess it's technically our post-apocalypse, but it's like their mm-hmm. their new society. There, so yeah. it's like the cars rose up and destroyed us all. Like we would be, they'd go to a museum and it would be like when we when we learn about dinosaurs, you'd be like, and this is what killed the humans off, and they'd be like, humans, what the heck? That was that seems ridiculous. How primitive. Okay, you know, and they've some scientists have put our bones back together all wrong, <laughs> so we look weird. <laughs> they've got to do. Actually, that. they should do that in cars. Have they made cars? Oh God! If anyone from Pixar's them. listening, you can have that idea. I guess just send us some free. You know, they, and they bone too. We find that out in Cars too, but they that they fuck each other. Of course, no, don't they fuck in Cars one? Is it Cars one where they fuck? Yeah, they go to him and him and the, uh, the Owen, Owen Wilson and the blue the car, blue lady car. Uh, they bone. They bone down. Who's the comedian? Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie Tyler, yeah, <laughs> total eclipse of the heart. I wish it was Bonnie Tyler. Uh, anyway, they go to they go to like a, to talk about. They yeah, go, yeah, they go right. to like a hotel, like a like a thing. And they bone. go to one of those Japanese love hotels. Yeah, and I mean, like no, they don't shaped. show them. They don't show them the cars fucking, but they much you, to it's my implied. chagrin. That's a cutscene. I mean, yeah, well, that's the only reason I paid to see. I don't. I don't think I paid to <laughs> I see think, cars. <laughs> I think that post-apocalypse uh, theory is fun and all, but it completely falls apart uh, under the auspices of the mountains are shaped like cars. Right. Well, they've remade, they went they and remade, remade the, the mountains. One hundred percent. Wow. Well, Some no, because it's like shit. that's it, like, the story I want to hear. It's not necessarily like that. Like it's. It's like you could you could lump it in with the Matrix or something right. too. Like the robots took over, and this is way way further down the way they've the robots. So the robots in the Matrix or whatever carved the recarved the mountains into cars, and they're like, you know what? Let's just make everything cars, and then they yeah. became cars. And you know, this is like millions of years in, oh, the, wow. in the future. Yeah, B- maybe like even a billion. It's way in the future. Although you find out that they like kept our nation states and our ethnicities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like that's and, and like fifties, sixties highway culture. They right? kept they kept some of it. Yeah, you know, whatever. Very weird. We have determined a billion years into the future that the finest time <laughs> in the <laughs> earth was 1961. This is what's going to happen after Trump destroys the world. Yeah. The cars are going to fucking take over. Jeez. I mean, good, good. For, good for them. Good. Yeah. Sometimes the cars ride in other cars, and that's always oh, fun. Man. There's a, and there's, yeah, there's, also, there's also the, uh, I've seen like uh, like the cross-section cutaways. Uh-huh, yeah, the where, cars, they have guts. where they have guts and stuff. <laughs> that's that's very disturbing. <laughs> It's super unpleasant. Because, like, cause like, they do have eyeballs and shit. So, like, uh-huh. either they're either they're like and very tongues. sophisticated robots, you know, 
androids or whatever, or they are, or they are like organic creatures. <laughs> they yeah. just have car chassis they have for gigantic shells, gigantic tongues. This well. makes me, me think of that game Fall Guys. Have you heard about this game Fall Guys? No. It's like a new, real popular game. It's like a party game. You know, you're like you and a bunch of people. You run around and do these little obstacle courses, and you you play online. So like you're trying to. Is when this, this like el- the knockout games, or is it's this like real? A, it's like an elimination tournament. Wow! And then you know, if you, it takes like fifteen or twenty minutes to play around. I've been I've been watching some of it, and mm. and the little dudes that you that you operate, they like in the game they look they look like you know they're maybe two inches tall or something like that. They were little tiny guys, but I was looking stuff up about the game, trying to figure out how it worked, and they're supposed to be like six feet tall. Oh. <laughs> it was just like they're horrifying. Look up hmm. the fall guys and. If, when you see what they look like, you're like, "Oh, it's it's a giant monster. It's horrifying." Wow! <laughs> and they like toil in this like Sisyphean hell where they're constantly like falling <laughs> off obstacle courses into pits of slime. Isn't that Sisyphean just, hell? You isn't say? that just all video game characters? I mean, I guess you so. know, like I mean, not those guys in The Last of Us blowing their legs off and stuff. <laughs> no, but they, oh, Steve, no, but they, but they die. Yeah, but they die when you, but they die and yell for Steve when you do it. But then some other fucking kid is also blo- is also do. It. So it's like they're yeah. constantly like they're like, oh, finally the sweet. Well, wait, what happened? We rebooted like somewhere else. Quantum multiverse situation, I guess. Because there's, there's, there's multiple, there's multiple <laughs> timelines where multiple with multiple outcomes of yeah. what happens to Steve's fucking legs. <laughs> oh. I've just got one word for you. It's tenant. Wow. <laughs> What, did, did you what? want to discuss that at all? I, I feel like I got it out of my system. I don't want to spoil it for any audience oh, okay. out there. You know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't tell you any spoilers, but yeah, I did, I did watch, I did watch a clandestine cam rip of Tenet, <laughs> and uh, and I found it to be an awesome movie and a totally baffling ordeal. I could not repeat to you, even if I, even if I remembered, I would not be able to to tell you what the fuck happened in that movie. And yeah. interestingly, and to be clear, you're not one of these people who's like, you know, no, no. fucking uh, Inception doesn't make any sense. No, no, I no. don't get that shit. None of that. The movies, movies very rarely confuse me. Yeah. <laughs> this one just drove me up the wall. Wow. I have no idea what happened. I'm Good movie. Excited. Hmm. And I'm a pretty stupid person. I'm <laughs> often confused. So like to see a, a, a particularly confusing movie, I'm pretty excited about it. Speaking of being confused. Yes. Clint Eastwood is very sexually confused <laughs> in our Ooh. first movie. <laughs> How was that? Boy, was that you, really, you, you really, you really, that, 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 segue, that, that segue is really walking a tightrope. Oh, oh my good God. <laughs> oh, these segues are making my day. Oh, man. Good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. Sorry, I just had an impulse. Sorry, that's oh, shit. To, uh, Blue Steel. <laughs> also, guys, those are our three movies. Good night. Yeah. We are calling, uh, we are forgoing our usual um, no striving, striving to have puns or semi clever titles. We're just straight up. We're calling this sex cops. Sex, sex cops. I like this. What you gonna do? Which and I, and I, which I thought was a placeholder title at first, and then I was like, the more the more I thought about it, like, our yeah, endless text thread. I think someone had said something about the cops having sex, and then we're like, what are we gonna call it? And I just said, why not just sex cops? Sex it's cops. like the it's like the B sharps. <laughs> yeah, it makes you laugh the first time, and Boner then Boner Patrol uh, less every other time. But yeah, right. <laughs> Boner Patrol wouldn't work though. Yeah, because most of the two two of, two of uh, them two are, them are ladies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's no Boner Patrol would work if we were. I mean, Boner Patrol, I guess, should just be the should actually be the title of Tightrope. I'm sure. Sh- I'm <laughs> sure at some point that was the working title. Yeah. Why don't we just call it Boner Patrol? We found one of the bodies near here. They're getting closer. Closer to what? <laughs> to me. <laughs> All I'm asking is to be involved in the investigation. 
all right? Maybe we could put up some warning posters. Let's say what? Some nuts going around the city strangling women? Yeah, why not? Because we're not sure it's true. All it would do is terrify women all over this city. Well, maybe it should. Because I got a boner and I want to talk about it, baby. <laughs> Just more Clint Eastwood's raw Clint Eastwood's sexuality. Who, nope. do, who doesn't want some true. sexual Clint Eastwood, everybody? I mean, but like he's, at least in this one, he's not a 90-year-old playing a 25-year-old no. or whatever. He is a, a, he is a limber, virile. nubile, 54-year-old yeah. man yeah. when this was made. But I mean, Which explains why where it makes more sense that he has sex with everyone in the movie. Literally everyone in the movie. Sophie pointed everyone. out, though, while we were watching it, though, she's like, wow, he looks real young. And like, I mean... Mo- <laughs> and, no, he doesn't. But he does. Relatively, he I does, because I don't know if you just watched... I don't know if you were like me, where you just watched three Clint Eastwood movies where he's an ancient mummy <laughs> oh, you are because we watched the and it's like he looks he he looks way younger you're like I'm, but i'm like he's not very he's not very young in this movie but like man does clint eastwood look a lot it's younger like, it's like the difference between mum like when when he turns his powers on and from when he's just like regular mum yeah <laughs> let me tell you what he doesn't not look 54 no 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 but he does he, he maybe looks 58 but he does look <laughs> a lot younger than he did when uh right, yeah. in, in those other especially in, especially in the one where he's supposed to be playing like a very young man who has sex with lots of ladies yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, a young, I'm a very young man who has a four-year-old daughter in that one, at the very at, uh, at the very least, I don't know why I'm trying to defend true crime, but in that one, he's presented as a kind of like charming, kind of charismatic rapscallion, like, hey, what do you think, you and me, blah blah blah. I'm, run, I'm running my game, and this is one he just stoically stands there while people suck his dick. With no no words are exchanged, and this guy, guess what? I'm sucking your dick now. He's like, I'm not stopping you. Yeah, tightrope. <laughs> That's the whole movie. Boner patrol. Sh- it's like. One of those ones, like one of those procedural ones that we watched uh, mm-hmm. for the last show, where it's him just going from place to place and asking questions about the crime. Except at the end of each interview, he gets somebody fucked. fucks him. Yeah, it's bananas. I uh, we were thinking about doing this one for the last episode. Yeah, and I was like, well, no, he didn't direct it, and it's older, and let's just stick with the sort of '90s, 2000 airport novel thing. And I think that was a wise choice. But I watched this anyway. Because it was there, you know, like, oh, I'll check that out, too. And it's fucking awesome. Yeah. So I was like, we got to do it. We got to find it's room for great. it. It's pretty great. All three of these movies actually, like, really work well together. Mm-hmm. As I a think theme. So. Like, sometimes we do the themed ones and they, or, you know, actors, right. you know, sometimes the themes qu- kind of don't quite mesh. But I felt like, I mean, especially the, the two, the two, the two ends, starring yeah. women and directed by women mm-hmm. actually are like. But yeah, but then Tightrope and Blue Steel come back around to each other because yeah. they're both very and Tightrope very, and very very weird have a, have a connection because Clint Eastwood and Sandra Locke and Sandra Locke directed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were partners, and it was the only movie she got out of her like scam Warner Brothers deal. Wow. Yeah, I look oh, up. Look, she was pretty pretty poorly treated by the studio and eventually by by Clint himself. You don't say. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Tightrope also also original technically not directed by, by Clint Eastwood or at least not in credit, but he directed this one. He fired the original director Richard Tuggle, mm. who tugboat. Uh, yep, good old tug tug, uh, <laughs> tug job, tug job, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> appropriate appropriate director's name to have directed yeah. this movie. <laughs> he he that, apparently that guy tug moved job. too slow. He was he was shooting too slow. So Clint, that doesn't sound like that would be a concern. Oh wait, no, Clint that's his gave him only the boot. thing. Unceremonious boot. 
He had me do the toman. That motherfucker had me do three takes. Clint directed the rest of the movie. Yeah. Okay. So he directed this. It does make sense because it does. It does actually kind of feel. Uh It feels Eastwoody a lot. I don't know. Does it? Good Lalo score. It has some jazz on the on the soundtrack, but it's got this. Isn't it Lalo Schifrin? I can't remember, but the opening and closing song is this like very jaunty jazz song that doesn't fit the movie at all, especially at the end after what happens to the bad guy and then it's like this shot of the train tracks and shit and then it's like this and you're like what the fuck what what movie does this music think oops whoops sorry wrong it's like wrong watching CD. it's like watching any given episode of boardwalk empire where like somebody gets their face shot off and but at then least it's like, in those at least in those it's supposed to be ironic right, or something know, like there's a guy with his head blown off and a pineapple shoved up his ass and it's like the pineapple girl from georgia the pineapple girl and it's like oh i get it there's a song about a pineapple girl and it's from georgia you know whatever yeah i mean i get it's supposed to be ironic it, but this, it is in, in this, every episode. In this, yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's really funny. You know what funny. that pineapple girl <laughs> from Georgia song was about? <laughs> Heroin. Yeah, the prohibition. Was, yeah, yeah. The, and no, the, the it goes pineapple girl from Georgia like three times, and then he goes, Get her in died my from veins. heroin or overdose <laughs> or whatever, you know, something like that. Their songs back then were very were very were straightforward. The they were yeah. very on this. <laughs> But I mean, I, I like I liked that it ended with, but it was just weird. It was just weird that it was yeah. like, why this? Because this movie is like this like dark fucking exploration of yeah. this guy's gross sexual sex hang up hang up and then uh, and then serial sex murders where the serial killer like pees himself and yeah. stuff and then it's like a jaunty jazz song like yeah, it's fine it's fine it's New Orleans you can this automatically is, tell it's happens. a Clint Eastwood movie because it starts with nighttime <laughs> starts with skyline jazz. shots of jazz with jazz yeah. songs skyline shots like slowly dissolving closer into the city it's yeah. the exact same opening credits as Sudden Impact for example yeah <laughs> At least Except there, different city. At least there's an excuse for there being pervasive jazz throughout the whole thing. Because right, we it are takes back place in New Orleans. New Orleans, Nola. Uh, New Orleans is really uh, making a comeback as far as yeah. our list of uh, most often used uh, cities. I think yeah. they might be number three at this point. I think this one might be the one that best that is uh, most represented. This movie version of New Orleans is the one best represented by the Simpsons song. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the other ones were like more. Car- and this, one, Orleans, this one, this one, this one implies that New Orleans is only like vile. is like the neighborhood he lives in with his daughters, which seems fine, and then prostitutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Those are like the two places in the in in the uh, the universe. There, this movie definitely does feature a parade of toots. <laughs> it is a parade Pro- of toots. <laughs> prostitutes who, who are in, in at least two cases are like, you know what? I'm a prostitute. I do this for a living. You get a free yeah. one, Clint. Good for P- you, possibly. Mr. Eastwood. <laughs> we don't ever see any money like. You get haggled at. They they just start fucking him. He yeah. just shows They're up. Like, and oh, wait, 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 wait. Are you a fifty-four-year-old man standing in front of me? He's like, and a cop. And they're like, anything you say, officer. <laughs> he shows up as a cop and just is asking them questions about a different murder, and then they blow him. Well, I mean, it's that pretty, happens more than lo- once. And he looks mildly ashamed about it. Isn't yeah. it? Isn't it made clear that he does regularly visit prostitutes? Uh, he, he re- yes. I he mean, has like yeah. a sex, although there is a sex problem. There is yeah. a throwaway line that I was like, "Is this? Is this? Are we supposed to buy this, or is this him lying to uh, Genevieve Bujold?" Mm-hmm. Where they're walking and she's like talking about his ex-wife, and he's like, "She." He's talking about the prostitutes with her, and then she's like, "He's like, well, this no, that started. That was a friend of yours, and he's like, well, that started after." I, my wife left me, and I'm like, I don't think, so. yeah, right? I don't think so. I think that's why she left you. <laughs> right. But it was we- it was a weird line because it's like, why is he lying to this lady? She knows she knows he's a pervert. Yeah. And like also, so that they throw that in to go like, well, we make it. Let's make it clear that when that 
when his bitch wife left him, <laughs> that's when he became a that's when he became a horn dog. Okay, okay, his it wasn't his wife? fault. The movie, yeah. well, the, we don't get the movie doesn't like her. Than, than yeah. She just straight movie, up left him the and movie, the kids. She doesn't have any dialogue. I don't think, and she just like glares at him, and then his one daughter hates her. Right? Is that supposed to be her at the be- at the bedside? That's her. That is her. And she's earlier in the in, earlier in the, she picks him up, picks up the kids, and she just is like staring yeah. at oh, him through I the window. That. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's also Clint's real daughter. Yes, the older not daughter, the girl from Poltergeist. Yes. No, no, and the girl from True Crime and the Speed Zoo also is also daughter, is much, much, younger. much younger. Francesca. This is Allison, I believe, who is also the the main the main girl in uh, Midnight in the Garden. Oh, okay. I do like. There's a scene in this where the there the kids are asleep in front of a, a static a static TV, and I was yeah. like, "Don't do that." That's how you get Poltergeist. <laughs> this is how you get Poltergeist. This is how your daughter gets kidnapped. And, and, and in this one, the, the Poltergeist would definitely be sex Poltergeist. Oh yeah, it would because because <laughs> everything fucks in this movie. It would not be. They're good. so lonely and so angry <laughs> and so horny. They're here. These spirits just want to fuck. So what's what happens in this movie? The movie starts with a woman walking home at night, and she she seems nervous and she's maybe lost and she she uh, finds a she finds somebody who she's being followed by somebody with like red shoes, mm. pumas, red pumas, right? Are they, they red they, or they, brown or I don't know. <laughs> they looked brown on the Blu-ray I had. The important thing is that they're sneakers, and in the the, the premise, sneaking. The, yes, the, the premise of this movie, and, and it is a police it's officer too. That's sneaking. what they're for. Or is it a presented as a police officer? But this came out at a time when it's like that would be an actual detail that would be worthwhile to give to cops. The guy wears get get a load of this sneakers. That like, narrows it down. The sneakers montage is pretty funny. Yeah. Where they're like looking at all the sneakers at the factory where they know the guy works is like, like everybody's wearing oh, sneakers at oh, this wait, place. That's a very common thing. To wear. <laughs> get a, get a load of this. He was wearing a button-up shirt. Yeah. We've got him. We've keep, narrowed it down to five. We've narrowed it down to five suspects. There's a person pretty, that isn't bald. There's some pretty weird procedural stuff in this movie about how like they actually track down the killer because it's like part of it's the shoes. They do that whole thing where they like look through the shoes. Yeah. And then there's like the the combination of barley or whatever. That they find that leads them to the brewery, right? That's yeah. how it's, and, and that's how they figure out. They figure out like, oh, there's a guy who wears sneakers at his job at the brewery, and you're like, okay. And isn't there <laughs> another part of it that involves them having to know that the guy gets paid in cash or something? And like, there's something to do with I gotta, like, them tracking down. Boy. No, they they track down bills that he was paid with. From the brewery, oh, yeah. right, and it's like, Jesus how Christ. do they Old know what bills he got paid with? Shoe leather detective. Yeah, work. it's like, well, I, I, you know what? I got to be honest with you. Is that like that, a that lot of the, a lot, well, just a lot of the procedural plot of this movie? I, I watched yeah, this, and I watched this yesterday. Busy marveling at how fucking thirsty this movie is. It does is. get it's overshadowed horny. by the reckless horniness of this I mean, movie. This movie is fucking well, I, horny. Well, yeah. So, so this lady's walking home, and she runs into a cop, quote unquote, a cop. And then, like, she she walks. This is, like, it's just right in the beginning of the movie. It gets pretty good. Because yeah. she's, like, walking. She's, like, I live right here. And she, he's, like, I'll just wait here while you, while you go in. She's, like, thanks or whatever. And then it, like, pans down. And he's, like, peeing. He's, like, peeing, right? Yeah. He's, like, pissing his pants. And I mean, it's also to show us the shoes because then it cuts to Clint Eastwood's shoes. Right. Because part of it is that Clint Eastwood at some point in the movie, I think, thinks he thinks that he's Yeah, Clint Eastwood also wears sneakers. Right. Also, thousands and thousands of other people wear sneakers. <laughs> right. 
But it, but like but like I just thought I was like I was like I don't know this movie seems okay oh this guy is a serial killer the guy is peeing is peeing his pants at it's, the beginning well, of the movie it's, it's very okay, weird to do that sure let's uh, okay I'm in yeah it's very weird to do that where Clint has sneakers too because they don't like not show the outline of the guy's you don't see his face clearly but it's clearly not Clint I don't think you're supposed to ever go like is Clint the killer right I think it's just but he thinks he might be the yeah. killer yeah which he is weird out and yeah stuff. yeah anyway. <laughs> So that's all. It's like it's like one of those things that Clint would. It was kind. It's kind of like why isn't he doing the Master of Disguise thing more in Absolute Power? Like when you watch this, it's like, yeah. can't they at least can't they go to the effort to make us wonder if he's the killer? Right. Because at no point do you think it's him. Because right movie, from the start, the guy, the profile of the dude is like, and he's, he's like. Hello, I am not Clint Eastwood. Right. Basically, he also like we- the, the killer also like wears masks, different masks every time. And usually, yeah. when a killer has masks on, and there's like an unmasking at the end, yeah. it's like, oh, who's the guy? But you already know from the beginning, it's no, it's just some fucking just some guy. Fucking dude, I did yeah. say from at the, the end, very beginning, you're like, well, that's that's just some guy. I did say at the end, like when he's unmasking the bad guy, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be him. And Sophie looked at me and was like. Well, how could it possibly be him? And I'm like, I don't know, but it would be better. Would be awesome. <laughs> and then it's just the end. Right. I mean, oh. that's it wouldn't make sense, but it would certainly be better. It's like the cruising ending, you know? <laughs> Where, like, Al Pacino thinks maybe I'm the killer now. I've never seen cruising. Oh, good movie. This, we, this has a lot in common with that movie. Could we do cruising on this podcast? Do we that? could. <laughs> well, I mean, we could. It, it, it totally fits. It's like, it's er, it's way earlier than we usually do. It's 80, though, right? I think maybe maybe eighty one. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. It's not really that kind of thing. It's I don't know. A this, good, great movie though. The beginning of this movie had a good good game. Well, it reminded me of one of my stand up bits. I texted mm-hmm. Matt yeah. about oh, it, where wow. this dog is eating my favorite the, the my favorite joke of yours. Garbage. Yeah, if I ever have kids, I'm gonna sit them down one day and be like, "Look, if anything ever happens to your mom and I, you guys are probably fucked." <laughs> But the dog will be fine because the dog eats garbage. That was a little joke. But there's a dog eating garbage at the beginning, and the daughters are and like, And then Kevin oh, no, just waits this. while the standing ovation subsides <laughs> and eats up another couple minutes. One of my four, four stand-up jokes I ever wrote. Uh, but, uh, but I don't like I Remember that one? <laughs> that was you. That was, that was one you gave me. I know, but you never That's, used it. I well, you know, at the point by the point I did stand up again after that, I think Hurricane Ike had been forgotten. <laughs> it was a bit of a it was a bit of a dated it was reference. Two, it was two weirdly dated references. <laughs> what was the, the other point, one? Well, uh, Ike Eisenhower. No, but there was another. I, we did oh. another. It was another dumb joke I that I gave you. That was basically this. It was like two pinned to to the time. So like after like a week, it couldn't do it anymore. Uh, but I'm, the, I'm real. I'm th- I'm on top of the headlines when I when I do my material. <laughs> have you seen this? You heard this? Have you seen this? Yeah. You heard this? The dogs eating garbage, and then the daughters are like, "This dirty old banshee dog." He's like, "They're like, oh look at him. It's sad." They bring the dog in, and then it like goes to the next scene, and Clint is like making food, and he's <laughs> and he like you he he, he like. Cuts a little meat off, and then he, you see the dog, and they wash the dog, and he's like, "Here you go." And then he like does it again, and he's like, "Here you go." And it's like five dogs. It's all these dogs. And it's yeah. all these dogs and his daughters. And I was like, "That's a." I, I thought that was a really fun touch. It's a good two, touch. Two daughters, he lets them adopt dogs. stray dogs because they hate their mom and they're miserable. About I guess the divorce. it's also like we because it's also yeah the whole movie is like constantly like like mirroring his relationship with his daughters with like his weird sex stuff. Uh-huh. There's even a scene where like he's lay he's oiled up and laying on top oh, of a prostitute. My God. And then there's a shot later where his daughter is laying on top of him <laughs> in the same and I'm like 100%. I don't and I don't know if it, but I'm like is this is what are we cuz I'm like trying to and then I'm trying like okay what am I supposed to be getting at? These are the women in his life. Yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> so uh, I mean I don't think this movie is 
uh, healthy at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's attitudes about sex are are bad, <laughs> and and its attitude towards women is possibly worse. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of the one of those quintessential movies that is not sex positive, but is also very horny. Right. I love that kind. And and I will and I will say, uh, given given the subject matter, the the vibe of the sex <clears throat> being like outre and kinky actually works. Yeah. It's not like disturbing. But but like it's hit you're in his head with it the whole time, so it feels gross. Yeah, yeah it yeah it actually no, you never feel like you're supposed to be. I don't know. Right, but I mean like it's the movie's not implying that like say the the kinky sex that he has is specifically bad, but it's bad for him. And, he, and he, he's bummed out by it. Yeah, he is not having he can't fun help himself anytime yeah. any of these ladies give him a blowjob or have a weird massage right. thing, a weird <laughs> massage contraption on their hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, a hilarious does. massage contraption from I can only assume from only from 1984. Oh, yeah. Like I was like, when was this thing? 1984's hand massager, 2000. Can we this get actually that? Can takes we get place in new- Orwell's 1984. Can we get it while supplies last. <laughs> can we get that in the new Eastwood movie? <laughs> Rub my chest with that baby. It's like the thing that he has in the Naked Gun, like the, the fucking jackhammer <laughs> dildo <laughs> thing. Yeah. No, that's from Top Secret. No, no, no. It's, it's in, in both. Oh, it is in both. They'd use that joke twice. Yeah, that's true. Is yeah. it the same? Is it the same gadget? Uh, it's it's in a, it's in a box. It's in a box in Top Secret, is it? He's not? got the box, he but, then he's, but then they later say that he died. Yeah, from yeah. It. yeah. He's like putting it together like a like a uh, <laughs> like a, a machine gun. <laughs> so it's actually created for the movie Tightrope. <laughs> yep. Uh, we, yeah. we we don't want to just skate over that scene. I mean, the first time. We're not that, sk- no, let's not skate over. We'll, we'll get back to it because that oiled up sex scene. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna post a clip of that. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. insane. It's, it's so weird. There, oh, well, it's so weird because it's. I mean, the sex in this is like it's also like not. You're right. It's like presented in a way where it's like we're not supposed to think. Right. I mean, we're. Spo- it is presented in the right, the correct way, mm-hmm. even yeah. though it's also like wrong. Yeah. I think, but like, uh, but like, it's also that thing where you're like, what were they doing? Why <laughs> did they end up like that? What is? <laughs> This is very weird. The girl who's always eating popsicles. Yep, yep. She's always. I remember when I was when I was watching this a few weeks. Like I watched this like three four weeks ago because I watched it for the old podcast, the last episode, and I was just like, oh my god, the guys are gonna love this. I gotta (laughs) text them right now. I'll be like, dudes, we gotta watch this movie. (laughs) It dawns on you what the deal with this movie is when he first goes to when he visits the first prostitute, right? Who is an associate of the woman who was murdered. Yes. Because the, the woman who gets killed at the beginning is, is also a sex worker, and he goes to see one of her friends. Yeah. And uh, and and it's like a she's got she's the one with the aquarium. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she and she's got she's got a lot of personality. <laughs> Everybody's real... apartment is a room in the Playboy Mansion, and this yeah. except his house, his <laughs> shitty house. <laughs> Uh, and then he and he goes in there and he's like, uh, "Do I? Yeah, I don't. I don't have any of the dialogue from oh, it." But okay. they just sort of talk to each other and exchange stuff. And she's being generally flirtatious in your well, he's, in, in a in a weird way. He talks about like the killer actually seeks out these women who have sex in uh, what in a, 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 a brothels, aberrant. No, but they say aberrant behavior yeah. Yeah. at one point and because because they're it's specifically he's saying like i hear you guys used to do a sandwich with right. so it was implied like that that was and then that's implied that that's like real fucking Whoa. weird yeah, yeah, two yeah. hookers would do <laughs> double a up on a dude guy. oh man what kind of guy would be into that that's fucking nuts <laughs> and then that's <laughs> what uh, planet are we and on it's also not like with, not with no only with regular ladies not with prostitutes it is ladies. the kind of movie that like goes like that is like going like Weird sex might get you killed. Yeah, uh huh. You know, it's yeah. also like the hero is doing weird sex, and then because of that, getting women killed. Yeah, but like, 
But like, it is the kind of movie that also goes like, but like for real yeah, though, could. maybe don't do weird weird sex like have sex like two ladies and one guy weird stuff like that yeah he knows that that's that that's wrong but he can't help himself because everybody's (laughs) trying to fuck him and this lady and so this lady's just sort of like sort of answering his questions and being kind of like weird and being a a character from new orleans in a movie and then she just slowly kind of like walks over to him and she's like well we you know like uh, questions are over Eh, blowjob no no no, because she most importantly she takes his tie off Mm -hmm. yeah and he he, like like, wraps it around her because yeah. the tie comes back at a murder scene later. Uh-huh. Although sh- it's weird because she's not one of the people who got murdered. No, nope. right. The guy who's following him just like got his tie from her because mm-hmm. he, he accidentally leaves it there after she gives him a blowjob, and then he's like, "Oh, my tie!" And you're like, "That'll come back," and, but it comes back. But that lady doesn't get murdered. No. So the guy who's following him and murdering these ladies. Just went to her and was like, "Can I have that? Can I have that tie? I need that tie. I got it. Can I have that tie? Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Are you pissing your pants? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he gets blown by her, and and like when that scene is happening, like if you don't know what the deal with this movie is, you're just like, wait, she's blowing him now. And mm-hmm. they, they, they don't say anything. It's one of those, like, we all, we both know what's going to happen right. here, right? And, and now let's just let it happen. And, and you're kind of like, they never answer this question, but, like, is is this a, is he ex- is this an exchange of some right. kind? Or does she just want to do this? Or, like, what? Nope. It's just weird when he leaves her apartment, he says, beers to you as yeah. he's leaving. <laughs> does he? No. I <laughs> <laughs> well, wish. Beers to you, just, baby. Just a, little, just a little, you know, Clint reference for him, for his own movies. <laughs> That's the theme song to uh, Any Which Way You Can. He sing, oh, it's okay. called Beers to You. Okay. And he Jesus sings Christ. it. Yeah. yeah. Any which Great way movie. you can. <laughs> Every which way you can. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. I'm Clint fucking Eastwood. <laughs> That's the whole song. Love that Love that movie. He Both sings the song at the end of Gran Torino, too. Gran Torino. Gran Torino. Gran Torino. He did one take of that. You can clearly <laughs> you can tell. It's, it's, got, a, it's st- got a bitchin' electric guitar solo on it, though. <laughs> That's Clint. <laughs> he did that with a guitar behind his back. Yeah, he did it with his dick. He did that with his dick. <laughs> well, he I does w- most everything in this movie with his dick. That's true. <laughs> I, I do. I, that, well, that was the one thing is that I kind of like you know I know this kind of this movie, especially from this period with a star like Clint Eastwood, isn't gonna go that far. Right. But like, there's a point where he's like talking, like he's doing his detective work, and he ends up like talking to this gay dude in, in this right. gay club, and and like I kind of was like. I was kind of like, I wish the movie would was like, was like, fuck it, we're going, we're go-. like, he's just, go- and he's in, I he mean, does everything, and he like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, but, the, the gay, the gay dude does ask him, like, you know, maybe haven't you ever, you sh- maybe you should try being with the dude or something like that. He's like, who says I haven't? Yeah, yeah. but it is like, it is also like that kind yeah, of that thing could where be it's a, like, where a it's, line, but yeah, it's where it's like, no, well, we're not gonna have Clint Eastwood fuck a guy. No, they're never, they would never show that. But that was that. No. That's I'm like that would then that then this movie would be something. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? It is pretty. It's it's this movie's fun, but then it would be like whoa, because Clint Eastwood's like in order to solve this case, I have to just fuck everything yeah. that moves. It's fine. You know, <laughs> I like, can I, live with that. I do I like kinda, the I direct I, implication I, that he's had a gay experience. though. I think that that's what they're going for. One hundred percent. I think yeah. that's part of the whole. He's got a problem. He's got a problem because he even fucked a dude. I think that. Yeah. Doesn't that but I just wish the movie. I just wish the movie in, uh, would do, would do it. I I'm, wish the movie I'm, did it. You I'm know, glad kinda. it doesn't because that's like I'm I'm with you that that I just want I think I wanted the movie to actually to go be there. uglier and be like more right. more up its own thing. Than, yeah, yeah. You know, no, I mean like, I'm with you that that would make it more intense and ugly, but it would also make like the the sleazy homophobia vibe that that would give off would would really fuck with me. 
There's yeah. already a sleazy oh, yeah. anti-prostitute vibe. One hundred percent. That's bad what enough. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Is it's kind of like this. You're like you're like if this movie would only just bathe in its own slime completely, <laughs> I would. It would be like a fuck. It'd be some kind of thing where you're like, how did they make? Why did yeah. they make this movie? Why? Gross. But it's only kind of it like skirts. It it walks a it walks a walks a tightrope. Tight right? <laughs> but Clint Eastwood does literally bathe in his own slime during the second <laughs> sex scene. With the, the popsicle lady, who is possibly also a sex worker. Oh, she is definitely a sex worker. And she's always she, sucking she's, on popsicles. Because she, she's at the she's at the oil wrestling place where yeah. he talks to the little person referee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He has a long conversation with the little person referee at, yeah. the, at Re- the... Real movie we're talking about here. <laughs> I mean, it's... That's, While the la- ladies are oil that wrestling. That shit is all of a piece with all of Clint's little weird digressions. <laughs> and I mean, little, that is right there. The referee goes like, he's like... He's like, did you know this girl? He's like, ah, you know, I knew her a little, but he's like, he's like, the girl over there with the big, uh, what is bazookas. he with the bazookas. Big, with, the, with the big bazookas. That's <laughs> what you want to talk to. And it's the girl that he'd met earlier at a tattoo parlor mm-hmm. who was getting a tattoo, and she's always sucking on a uh, popsicle. Yeah. Her tattoo says, like, love sex or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love that sex. <laughs> horny, horny sex. Honk if you're horny. <laughs> Give me some sex, baby. <laughs> sex time. <laughs> <laughs> Sex time says what time is it? Question mark. He Sex finds time. her because this other lady, the the second murder we see, is like a lady in a like a hot tub. Place right. and she gets she gets murdered. Yeah. She has a tattoo on her butt that says like I like sex or something with a heart, <laughs> heart or something. I like, like sex. Period. And then they track down the tattoo parlor from there. Detecting the tattoo yeah. guy and they're like the tattoo guy might have done it and he's clearly not the guy who did it, but he's also a douchebag yeah. about and it. Meanwhile, or meanwhile, Clint's accumulated a partner of sorts, Jean-Vive Bujold, right? Who is like uh, not a police officer. No, she's like a, a rape counselor. And, uh, and and sort of an expert in sex crime. Yeah. And and she's like, well, I can help you solve the case. Yeah. And they don't get along at first. No, at first. Clint Eastwood's like, I don't want to hear any back talk from some lady. Some lady. Lady. But they're also horny for each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then they, they have a more a more tender love than Clint's been able to achieve uh, since presumably his divorce. Well, right. you see, because he, he, all he can do is have... Is have weird, yeah, he sad, can't, is he, have weird <laughs> sad sex with people. He can't have a normal He can't relationship. have nice sex because nice sex doesn't turn him on. Yeah, doesn't like, get a boner. I, the like thing, the, I like this lady, but I can't do normal sex anymore. It's all I've broken it, since my wife left me. It's yeah. all in this uh, bathed in his own slime sex scene uh, with the popsicle lady because it's all one shot and and it's like they're do you know hardcore innuendo and then it cuts to afterwards and. This is fucking incredible. Like the first, like the camera is panning across their lovemaking essentially, and it starts at their feet, and He's they are—they're not like rubbed down with oil. No. They like jumped into a pool of oil and then jumped immediately out and then laid on the bed because it is pouring off of their feet, <laughs> covered in oil, and the camera like pans up and you see <laughs> Clint Eastwood's butt doing a thrust, like. <laughs> And you're like, I was like, when this pit was panning up, I was like, there's no way they're going to show Clint Eastwood. That can't be his butt. And then it's, it's just up, and it's Clint Eastwood, and uh, and then he pans a little farther up, and he's got he's got her in handcuffs. Yeah. And then the shot ends with Clint Eastwood looking ashamed and going like, oh, laying man. on top of this lady, and they are both just they are just both drenched Dripping. in oil. Yeah. It's, it's not. Yes, yeah, it's, it's important to point out that it's not only Clint Eastwood's butt; it is Clint Eastwood's fucking oiled butt. <laughs> right. It is like thrusting. Yeah, Clint Eastwood's big wet ass. Don't worry, everybody. I'm putting this on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's just like how Gandhi did it. Remember? He used to dip his bald head in oil and rub it all over my body from from Seinfeld. No more, Mister Nice Guy. 
Remember that shit? I, I think about that all the time. I thought about it when I watched this scene. Was Elaine was Elaine talking to that lady about boning Gandhi? That's when I had an affair with Moandis. <laughs> she goes, Gandhi? The Mahatma? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, but this lady doesn't end up dead for quite some time, actually. But she actually does. She so, does, though. Like, don't I really, worry. So. I really thought that was going to be the MO of the killer. I thought there was going to be a twisted thing going on where it's like, is this another lady that you've bald, Clint? Uh, but it what is, the fuck though. is going on? But the first well, the, one, the doesn't. one lady doesn't get killed. The first two he kills aren't be- ladies that he's he's had sex with. But then the rest of them throughout the movie are <laughs> right. Yes. Well, there's a third. So, lady. But it's like this guy has like one mo, and then goes like, "Wait a sec. Well, what if I switched it up a little bit? Which is weird. Horses now it's now it's personal. It's weird too because <laughs> it becomes like, personal. It's well, that's weird though because it it's, it should have always been personal because when he finally does catch the guy, it's a guy he's already busted for rape. And and is it so? So is and it? It's a cop. So maybe he does that's the right. first couple to like make sure that this guy's on the case. I mean, I and think then he so. goes and he goes and I know from and I know from just knowing him that he his wife left him and and since then he's he has sex with lots of prostitutes. Right. He, I mean, and, uh, it's a he real is, blood work. He sort is kind of just wandering around in public, like just going to different brothels and having sex with uh, sex workers constantly in this movie. So yeah. it wouldn't be too hard to figure to like figure out that to follow him around and do that. Yeah, but. he's really spreading himself around. Uh, <laughs> quite literally, the third, li- the third. It always lady. cuts from him having sex with a prostitute to like him talking to his daughters too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it has to be intentional, and I guess it's well, saying yeah. like these are this is it's infecting his relationship. Sure. Mm. Sure, it's a I, problem. He's his daughter's relationship with his daughters is fine. His one daughter loves him and mm-hmm. hates his fucking they're, his they're, fucking ex wife. Both of his daughters are kind of like a general a cop wife, except he, you know because he doesn't have a wife. Yeah. So they're the ones going like, "You got to do your job again. This is bullshit." Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, I, there's a murder. I'm a murder cop. I've got to go deal with the murder. And they're like, "Fuck you, don't, dad." But don't worry, they get kidnapped and traumatized yeah, later. And sure, sure. What well, the one daughter does, I think the the one uh, from Poltergeist, she, she slept through it. She slept through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was only mad because the two like two of the dogs were killed. Yeah, it does like this that. great shot where it pans across and there's the dead dogs. I'm like, ah oh, man, and then it pans to like the the babysitter. And she's like in the fucking dryer with her like her eyes wide open, and I'm like, ha ha. I was like, it was that weirdest reaction when it's that thing where I was like, oh the do- they killed the dogs, right. and then I saw the dead lady, and I went, oh man, and I laughed, yep. and I'm like, Jesus, improbably crammed. Up. It's amazing. No, well, it's funny because it's because imp- the, the, yeah. the way they have to execute the shot is you're supposed to know who. It is. I mean, if you, I suppose technically you could fit this woman, I, even though that's it seems far fetched. She's well, a full grown woman. It's a dryer. Yeah, where they break, where they break, they that break lady all the ladies' bones into yeah. the suitcase. So if you could, I don't know. <laughs> I I'm getting into detail here, but you could technically like fold, I guess, this lady up and get her in there. But they, then you wouldn't, you know, if you looked at that, you'd be like, I don't know who that is immediately. So the way that they have her positioned is just like face forward, <laughs> so it, which seems like, like her, hands her, hands her, her hands and her hands and her face are against the glass <laughs> yeah. and going like, I love and it. she's got like a screaming face. <laughs> I love I love shots like like those screaming sh- skull shots That's are so always funny. so funny. Like they, there's the one in Raising Cane after the big long tracking shot. Yeah, and it's they, the same thing. They pull the sheet off of the dead lady and, and it's just like Argh! and she's screaming. <laughs> yeah, so good. Uh, it's really funny. Yeah, uh, movies filled with we- weird delights like that. It's <laughs> just like what. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and anyway. so like, but that, that's a before that that's he later. has, he not, has sex with his third prostitute, right. and that's when he goes into this like this total bathhouse, this, this yeah. Howard the Duck bathhouse scenario. <laughs> <laughs> 
Or you're just the camera's like panning around and like He'd look at the duck look at too. These pe- oh, is this the oh, one where the, this it. is the one where the devil man, the where the bad guy's following him, right? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And, this, and, like and then there's a lady him. with the weird massage thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's who, like doesn't he's, he's seem like she, who also this... doesn't seem like she wants to be there. Yeah, this yeah. sexual den of vice, and you and you're seeing just like people fucking and stuff. And you're like, oh my god, this is like hell, hell on earth. <laughs> And then he he just in. he just opens up a door to like some sex room and there's a la- uh, prostitute with glasses in there and he holds up this glass uh, this uh, this picture he's like have you seen this lady and she's like no no or whatever whatever her answer she's is like, and then he's like all right see you later she's like wait 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 <laughs> come on come on over you here. wouldn't be Clint Eastwood would you hold on I just got this black and decker massage hand massage thing and I want to try it out on somebody do you mind it's cost me thirty nine ninety nine auto sander from the hardware store and I, I hear it might turn you on property I just borrowed Flanders on the side. Damn it, I was going to say that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, I just watched that episode last night. <laughs> oh, Make sure you get it. it back to me because it's mine. God damn it, I can't help myself. This filthy, filthy sex is so great. It fucking feels good, but it's evil. Anyway, she ends it up. It feels good to feel bad. Feels good to feel bad, baby. She ends up murdered. Yeah, she ends up murdered. He sees it in the paper, and he's like, "Wait a minute, I recognize her." And he he's constantly keeping this from people. They're like, they're like always asking him, like, "Do you recognize this girl? Do you know who this girl is?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> he does. He lies. No, he lied. He's like, he like, he like endangers uh, the investigation no. constantly by like not telling people, like, so uh, the guy's killing women I had sex with. <laughs> Up until like the very end, where he's like finally like okay, well, well may- then they maybe fi- don't uh, they start to find the evidence that he's leaving that he did it. Yeah, like oh. they find the tie and stuff like that. Well, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. But it's like, that's nobody the thing. ever thinks that he did it. He oh, did yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, it's so that's it's a, so obviously it's, again. It's like the whole you could the movie could have been doing that the whole right. time and go, uh, and then have fooled us. And, I mean, we would probably go like it's probably not Clint Eastwood, but like yeah. what if it is? But like but like you know I'm saying they don't even really double they don't even really double down on no. the like them finding proof that he might be the killer. You know, no. like that that never turns into an investigative very thing for the other it. characters. No, yeah. only he thinks he is, and the other characters in the movie never do, and the audience knows that it's not right and so in, twi- so it's- in twisted ashley judd keeps drinking that uh that spiked wine yeah that's she right does it like 14 times that's right that's and right. she really thinks that she, you know that she is and, and it's just like a tiny thing that they throw into this that they you ne- you're never supposed mm-hmm. to believe it's weird it's it's yeah because there's ways to do that and make it work yeah or at least make you you know trick the audience into going like okay well okay they're trying to pull that bullshit where right he did it or whatever but, but not even the cops ever go like oh, maybe it's you. They're just like, I'm sure they're just they just planted this to to pin it on no, you. No, there's no like, way yeah. McGarnacle did it. Yeah. <laughs> but he gets results. He really does. Speaking <laughs> of getting <laughs> results, <laughs> so many so many prostitutes <laughs> murdered by this prostitute killer. I'm trying to eat lunch I'm trying here. Trying to eat lunch here. <laughs> Third prostitute I, is dead, McGarnacle. And I actually call. I actually like at one point was like uh, when they him and his partner Dan Hedayas. Yeah, that's right. Dan Hedaya. 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 I'm like Dan Hedaya is gonna die, and then it was like, nope, just like, but like five other cops get murdered <laughs> in that, like, in that scene. I was like, I was like, oh, Dan Hedaya is not gonna make it, and he does. He sure yeah, does. He makes it the whole way they through. They should have made it. They should have made him more of a more of a sex character in this movie. <laughs> should have boned Dan Hedaya, or get to see Dan Hedaya fucking prostitutes Man, covered in oil. What if we get I'm to see that's Dan what I'm saying. Dick. Oh yeah, there's just a scene where Dan Hedaya is just butt naked. <laughs> Oh man! It's like looking at the moon in the dark. <laughs> it appears quite black. Oh, feels the the night air feels good on my balls. <laughs> oh, he's got a Dan and Dan. Her day of the dead. I don't think anybody saw that coming. I definitely awesome. did. I love I it. Guess I, saw, I guess Call I did. Up. <laughs> Call up. 
Cover it. We're gonna get covered in oil, Carla. Oh, you know him, and you know you know Carla and Dan Hedaya had oil oh, sex. Oh, absolutely. God. They have so many kids. She has like forty kids or whatever. Well, they were always fighting, but that's how they made up. Make another kid. <laughs> okay, but we're gonna have to oil me up, Carla. I'm ovulating. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do yeah. it. Strike while the iron is hot. <laughs> How long have you been working on that? <laughs> uh, a couple, three days. <laughs> Nonstop. Nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> In front of the mirror, of course. It's <laughs> uh, amazing. Yeah, but that's he, your he best one. Oh, I don't know. That's about my that. favorite one. Come on. No, I have. To, I have to say, and, and I, never, I never. This this is a small consolation for anybody listening. But like, <laughs> there was a time when we were when we were watching those Spader movies that uh-huh. I fucking a couple times did a. I didn't ever do it during this podcast. Oh yeah, you had a good. But spader, I had. Though? I did a great Spader, and I was so hmm. proud of myself. But I couldn't hold on to it. That sucks. Because like nobody does a Spader. Yeah. That's like unique. I think anybody could do a Dan Hadea. I. I'm just saying it caught me. It caught me off guard. It yeah. really hit the spot. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> anyway, Dana Day is in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and there's not, there's not, it, there's ba- not barely. Much, there's not much no. to it, unfortunately. He, no. He's just sort of there. Yeah, and he's there to say lines. He's not even really explored as a character. No, and, and, and he's but, a partner who doesn't casting. die. It's great casting because if you're gonna have a character like that, make him fucking Dan Day. So you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. your eye is drawn to him whenever he's on screen. All right. Anyway, what what keeps happening in this movie? Well, people keep dying. And Clint keeps fucking. People him. keep dying. The, yeah. well, the one Not girl, in that order. The, the one popsicle so, girl, like uh, she is just kidnapped mm-hmm. from her from her house. And you're like, oh, maybe this is gonna be a whole thing, or this is a third act. And she's, oh no, no. Then they, then like the next scene, they just find her dead somewhere else. Yeah, they, dead. Clint Eastwood takes huh. out. Uh, uh, at one point, uh, he he meets he he sees. Um, What's the French lady's name? Jean-Vive Bujold. Jean-Vive Bujold from Obsession. Yeah, uh, they're like they're like on a boat or something like that. And he, oh no, they're they're at a gym. And then he starts doing. It's really gross. He's she, she's like working out, and he starts working out real close oh to God, her. Yeah. And at one point, so he's good. like doing uh, dips yeah. right over her head, and and she's like, "Well, you can't resist that. You can't yeah. resist a fifty-four-year-old man doing dips above my head." They're both. And at one point, he's he goes, "You want to go ho- ho- hoist some oysters?" Yeah. It's 1984, so we got full-on Steve Dallas level Lothario type sex. <laughs> Boobs, butt, you and get knees, into my you're wood- my main squeeze. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you want to get into my uh, wood panel jacuzzi, baby? I got medallions. <laughs> my shirt's unbuttoned. That scene where they're like both lifted weights is great too. It's totally, it's totally like the train going into the tunnel shit where they <laughs> like the weights are both like pumping back like. Like opposite each other, and they're they're like kind of looking at each other, but and, he's, and then when he's right behind her, and they're both just sweaty, and they're both kind of like we are, like what, these people are horny for each other. I think we're both thirty to fifty four year old people, you know. We're <laughs> there's there's a the 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 scene earlier in her when she's doing her like uh, her self defense class mm-hmm. too. Where yeah, she's which robot. is totally which is totally normal which is a totally normal scene up to a point where he's like oh, okay this scene, yeah she's teaching them like you know punch him here and she's got like a dummy that's like and she's like if you hit him here in the throat or hit him here and you know at the and but then at the if you if you can't do that you know just and then like kick him in the nuts and she kicks this dummy in the nuts and then like fucking its eyes light up and a tongue shoots out and goes ooga or something <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and you're like whoa what I did not expect that <laughs> classic Eastwood gag and, then, Clint, and then, the, then the tennis ball that was one of the one of its testicles bounces over to Clinton he's like hey ladies how's it going or whatever who wants to have sex with me he, oh, he makes all some, of you he makes some real off. Oh, because she says if he's still not being, if he's still being tacky, 
Tacky. And then later, and then late, like the next scene, he's talking to her in her office, and he's like, "I'm just hanging around, just being tacky." <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, she was talking about a rapist guy." Yeah. Uh, you know me being tacky, like a guy who's assaulting a woman in, his, <laughs> in an alleyway. It's all in good fun. <laughs> it's is fun. And he takes. This her- is fun. It's it's really weird because I watched this one last, and it was really jarring going from the other two. It is very telling. Like this one is directed by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Made made exclusively by men oh, yeah. because the other two like while there is sex and stuff they are they're handling it it's they're handled in a totally in a, different way in yeah. a different way in this one it's like here's this lady here's this lady's boobs for a minute before she gets into the hot tub <laughs> yeah like it's just like just like naked ladies all the time that's gotta be tugboat. That's just that's really not Clint Eastwood's style to just have a naked lady lounging eh, around you know, for a while what what movie are we making here yeah yeah. But that's, in, but in any that case, is, that is he the edited the fucking movie. You know, that's I mean, true. Like, Leave it in. I mean, I mean, it's entirely possible, given some of his later work, that he just takes all the shots and just puts them in order, and uh, <laughs> nobody knows what happened. <laughs> but uh, uh, everybody goes home. Yeah. You know. So he's <laughs> look. It's five o'clock. The golf course is still open. So he's got Genevieve Bujold, and they're hoisting oysters, and, and at one point they're getting <laughs> real with each other, and she's like, "What would you? What? What this do you?" Day, this day that they have together is very sweet. Oh yeah. She's like, "What do you want to do?" And he goes. Or what are you thinking right now? And he's like, I was thinking, what would it be like to lick the sweat off of your body? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, she's into mm-hmm. it. She's like, well, it's a little salty, but <laughs> yeah. And, and then they go on a date together to a, a, a festival, a New a Orleans festival. I think it's supposed to be Halloween. Yeah, because the kids yeah. have like Halloween uh-huh. candy it's, basket. It's One not of them's wearing a pumpkin. Fat Tuesday or whatever the big thing is. Every day's Halloween in New and Orleans. And I'm not sure if like because at first I'm like, oh, is it Fat Tuesday? Because the the Indians uh-huh. with their costumes are out. And the, but I don't know that the the. That they wear their costumes on Halloween, those Indian costumes on Halloween. I think I it's thought they just, just wore them all the time. <laughs> they just wore them all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's wear. how they dress. Yeah. Um, and the killer. Go, go to the movies. There's one. Not, not that like the inaccuracies of New Orleans culture are the top, the top most of. I would know any, I wouldn't know anything about them either way. You've seen Treme. Yeah, sure, but I mean, I'm not like sitting there going. I mean, if, if it was inaccurate, I wouldn't know. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. I'm sure, yeah. but like, also there. Yeah. Anyway, they he lets his daughters run off by themselves a lot during this scene at, in the middle of the movie where the sex killer is yeah. hunting 84. him. <laughs> He's uh, like, it's fine. The sex killer's after me, not my daughters. <laughs> you know, it's amazing that like the shit like like that happens in in old movies. Yeah. Like, I mean, you remember being a kid in the '80s? You weren't supervised. No. Nope. You know, they would like, tell you to get the fuck out of here. Right, you'd go, you you know, get out of the house. Your your parents wouldn't start looking for you if you, unless you didn't come home. You know what I mean? And it was dark. Yeah, like oh, it got dark and they're not back. Now right. I, now I'm gonna start thinking no, yeah, about no. this. But I mean, you just like you know, if you lived in a neighborhood with some neighborhood kids with your buddies, you just leave the house yeah, yeah. and go play, and then like your parents would have no fucking idea where you right? were. And you, only... you might not even go. I'm going to Billy's house. You know, you just leave. I would say, oh, where were you? I was out playing. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, dinner's ready. I would say only <laughs> max one in fifteen of us got kidnapped too. Right. Yeah. Like seriously. it was hardly hardly happened at all. Like two or only three or four of my friends. Yeah. yeah. I only point. I mean, I only point out in this scene because in the in the context of this movie, sure, sure, sure. he is specifically being hunted by a sex murderer. I'm just always and fascinated he's like, by my stuff daughters like that. can go ahead and <laughs> run off on their own. Did you ever see that very first episode of Sesame Street? Where. Big Bird kidnaps some girls. <laughs> Close. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Close. They yeah, adjusted and then, the tone and then later on. He's covered in oil. Uh, no, no. There's <laughs> like you know, you know, who are you talking about? Big Bird. No, he's my friend. Stephalophagus. <laughs> oh, <my> bird. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a. You know how they they have like little films in between the yeah. sk- the skits. 
they're, they're the, in the very first episode, there's one where like these little kids are learning about concepts over, under, up and down, you know, things like that. And they're teaching you all this while you, cause you watch them like go play in like unsupervised in a junkyard or in a construction oh, yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a kid's like crawling through a metal pipe and then they're like <laughs> hopping over fences and that, like, there's splinters in those fences. You know what I mean? You'd watch that now and you'd be like, they would never let kids do this shit. Closing themselves into abandoned <laughs> like, refrigerators. No, seriously, shit like that. It's amazing. You watch that. I watched it on a DVD because they put it out on DVD and it actually has a disclaimer like there's stuff in these episodes that we would never show anymore. Trigger warning for this 100%. Sesame Street episode. It's crazy. I'm glad that they put the full thing out on DVD though they didn't cut those. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. You can watch that. You can watch it on YouTube. It's pretty. It's pretty wild. Anyway, yeah. So Clint t- goes on a wholesome <laughs> date with Genevieve Bujold, and then they get they get back to his place. And, and this, is, this is where the, you find the lady in the the dryer, right? No, no, yeah, it's later. It's no, later. It, this movie's kind of long. Yeah. It's long. <laughs> it's like we'll, two hours. We'll, we'll skip through. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's like one of those movies where I, it was the longest of the three, and I mm-hmm. took the time to become like, oh god, why does this have to be so long? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and then you guys had told me that it had like crazy stuff in it, so I was like looking forward to it, but I was yeah. also like, why is it gonna be almost two hours long? And it doesn't need to be. No. But she's in his she's in his bedroom and and it's kind of like well we're in the bedroom <laughs> and then uh, she looks over and like sees his his handcuffs that he's just got on his on his like bedside table mm. and then uh, she, then he like puts the handcuffs on her and then she like takes them off I'm not quite sure what happens here no, but the, she, the idea is she she wants him to she she basically is like handcuff me and he and she puts the handcuffs on one of her hands and holds them out for him to do the other one and he takes it off yeah, of her I'm ready because he's like because he wants to. Because he likes her, I'm he doesn't want to wanna, move on. Yeah, he doesn't want to handcuff sex her. He, yeah, and she, but she kind of does, <laughs> I guess. So you get some personal growth. There. I don't know how they're going. I don't know if this relationship's going to last, but. And then later on, uh, the uh, the killer breaks in, sneaks into Clint Eastwood's place. Yeah. Clint Eastwood has fifteen dogs. Not a single one of them do a thing about it. And uh, that's not true. One of the dogs attacks the guy. W- eventually. Guy's been in the house for a long time at that point. Well, it's a big house. Maybe the dogs were in the other room, in the dog room. <laughs> he kills two of the dogs, so we have to assume <laughs> those dogs true. did something. They're, yeah. they're down to 15 dogs. Yeah. And uh, and he, uh, he's, he he goes in and drinks a cup of coffee. That's part of his M.O. He just takes his time and enjoys himself. And you're like, ooh, what's he going to do to these daughters? But I'm like, that. No, this isn't that kind of movie. Yeah, and uh, but he, but Clint gets home, and one of the daughters has been uh, tied up and put onto a bed. The other daughter just slept right through it, and then he's like, "Now it's personal, more so." And uh, <laughs> well, and, now it's personal for him, I guess. I <laughs> and then, and then what? We get into the end game where he's like chasing the guy around. You remember how any of that precipitates? It just. It keeps kind of going. They did, find. Did, they it, did anybody? The did anybody else get eight millimeter flashbacks? Because he chases the fucking yeah, sex killer absolutely. through a graveyard, and the guy's <laughs> got like a leather mask. Yeah, on he's and wearing shit. a leather mask. That's that chasing goes on for a yeah, long it does, time. It really it's does. like too. It's like too long. It's a lot of Clint running. It's like they. It's like you guys didn't need to show the entire journey from this neighborhood through the graveyard to the train tracks. You know, you we'll believe you if you just. Right. We'll just buy it if you just cut from the one thing to the to the train tracks. But we did need to get to the above ground uh, uh, cemetery because they're ticking off all the New Orleans boxes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got like the the festival. You got the they're sex the, clubs. They're on the steamboat. Yeah. Yep. And oysters. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dennis Quaid, but they go well. They go to his house first, and then he's like not there. And then it, like they have cop, they have like a whole bunch of cops watching uh, you have Bujold's house. Yeah, and and I think all of them yeah, get he, murdered he, by he, this guy. He picks them off one by one. He's good. He keeps calling. He's like, is this guy? He's like talking to one. There's one guy who's who's talking to another guy who's already been killed in his car, and he's like, and then Cleese was talking to that guy, and that guy's like, yeah, he's not responding, and then Cleese was like, Jack. 
Jack, and then like it cuts back and that guy's getting murdered, and you're yeah. like, this guy is just murdering all these cops. Well, he's and got turns sneakers. Out he's a, and turns yeah. out he's an ex-cop. He's yeah. got sneakers on for sneaking. Yeah, he moves very quietly because yeah, of the sneakers. He was an ex-cop that like couldn't put away for, for rape. rape. Yeah. And then so then now he's then they out. Have a, then they have a fight on the train tracks, and he gets hit by a train. And it's it's awesome. Awesome. Oh, that, the fucking the shot, the like the fucking that that like gag at the end is great. Yeah. Although I wish that we'd seen his like mangled corpse or right. something. But the gag where he's like choking him. Yeah. And he gets hit by the train, and then Clint goes like, and you, and like his his hand is still around his throat, yeah. and it pans up, and it's his severed arm. Yeah, yeah, that's so fucking it's so good. good. <laughs> Classic. That was awesome. It reminded me of that Justified episode where the guy gets his hand chopped off, and then oh, I love that. Raylan's Raylan's got his hand. <laughs> Raylan's got his. <laughs> the arm. guy reaches for his hand, and Raylan just kind of like no, nope. nope. pulls he it like away. Pulls it away from him a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was that. I fucking love that. Yeah. Anyway. That's amazing, uh, uh, and, but this movie does do, if I if I'm not mistaken, yeah, too much, much uh, monsters dead uh, roll credits. Yeah, yeah, it does a big, it does like a pull out, and they, he's like walking down the train tracks. Cute jazz music. Yeah, cue jazz. the cue the weird jazz, jazz music. By the way, I also noticed I watched the whole credits, and it does a thing too, where like because it's doing this long with this pull out, um, wide you know helicopter shot, and it like just you know panning across the city, and it's and then it just freeze frames. Yeah. At some point, where I think they ran out of film, yeah, and then it does, and then it just stays on that freeze frame. I've seen other movies do that, but for some reason, it like struck me on this. I'm like, because you could, you could do that when you get to that freeze frame, you can like fade to black. That yeah. just stays amazing. on this sort of blurry shot of New Orleans. That shot's amazing because it, it looks like someone like they didn't think that they were going to use the whole thing yeah. for the final shot, and someone was just like, "Yeah, just get a bunch of random footage." Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it doesn't move in any specific direction. No. It's just it looks like a guy just sort of looking at various stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then Clint, well, I guess during the editing process, was like, oh, "I don't know, just use that fucking <laughs> shot." What do we got? That one? <laughs> and they were like, "Well, I don't know if it was designed to be used. That I don't care." Well, there's this shot, and then there's a still frame. Put them both on there. <laughs> Should we fade to black? What? I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> Hold my calls. You're the boss. I got to do the back nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Do you any quotes or anything? I think we hit all the. I think we hit all the like uh, the yeah. the cool I, I the think fun this, stuff. I think we, oh, we also they also one New Orleans checkbox that was also in uh, Big Easy is a warehouse full of uh, oh uh, yeah Mardi yeah. Gras Mardi floats. Gras graveyard yeah and, yeah, these, and that's then this right. and this one it's like Clint is like walking through and there's one with like a there's one with like a hatchet where it's like because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess the bad guy like turned them on or something yeah he's know. he's got bugs the bad bad guy definitely has Bugs Bunny powers in this oh yeah uh, he's got he's teleporting around and stuff. Um, here's a here's a line one of one of um, well, one of Clint Eastwood's bosses or whatever. This is earlier on in the movie. Kind of gives you the tone of it, where there's like, check out all these sexual arrests from last week. That goes from someone who's been humping sheep to some guy who's been <laughs> swinging his dick. Mm. Yeah, watch out. Yeah, <laughs> okay. and that's the whole gamut. That is the gamut of uh, <laughs> sexual activity. Wait, what was it again? It's someone who's from someone who's been humping sheep to some guy who's been swinging his dick. I heard that some guy's been swinging his dick. <laughs> I don't think that's enough information to go I, I on. I won't stand for it. Is that illegal? <laughs> I mean, like... It's got to be a misdemeanor. Well, I mean, more. Co- we need more... Co- like, the, the first one... Felony dick swinging. For the first one, like, yes, that's definitely that's definitely not okay. But you're like, well, this guy's just in his house swinging his dick around. Yeah. I think that's perfectly... The sheep can't express uh, consent, but exactly. the could dick, be the same. Dick could can. be the same guy swinging uh, his dick and fucking the sheep. He had a day, didn't oh, he? Oh, jeez. Yeah, Started. there's one been one sex crime, one sex criminal all week. It's this guy who fucked a sheep and swung his swinging dick. His dick one around. count of fucking sheep, one count of swinging <laughs> dick. 
<laughs> felony count of swinging dick. That's felony dick swinging felony for sure. Dick felony swinging. dick swinging. <laughs> then there's a then there's a part a really funny scene. This 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 is what this whole movie is really. It's sex cops the movie sex cop. Boner cop. Uh, but he's driving around with his daughters and at one point his daughter goes, "What's a hard on daddy?" Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and then I he's like, "What well, a man loves a woman very very much. His dick gets rock hard." <laughs> <laughs> and he swings it. <laughs> He tr- and then he fucks a sheep. He with tries him. to start explaining to her about bears and bees and yeah. stuff right. and cars fucking, and it just isn't. Uh, His other daughter's just like, forget about it, Dad. She'll never understand. That's the funny boners. part too, because the older daughter is just like, she thinks it's hilarious. Do you remember when that the little movie? girl says that? Yeah. Do you remember the movie Cars, where the two cars go to the hotel <laughs> and fuck each other? Well, uh, well, a boner know. is a car. But there's, there's but it actually, comes out of your pants. It's a there's actually a pretty, funny, a pretty funny joke later on when she's like. When she bring he brings his new girlfriend home, and she's like, and the little girl's like, "Oh, that's great! Now you can get a hard on whenever you want." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. A lot of stuff with the kids is actually pretty funny. It feels like almost like a different movie though, because yeah. and I, I guess it's maybe that's intentional. Oh yeah. They when when the two collide, it still doesn't. I don't know. He's like I he's mean, like home life is so like it just feels like a different that, city. That, almost. that weird tone of whiplash is again an Eastwood hallmark in my opinion. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know, like it, it the the humor always intrudes in strange ways. There are always like digressive sequences like that. I would say tonal inconsistency. Sure. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that they're doing the but, same thing that they're trying to do in eight millimeter, where it's kind of like yeah. here I'm looking. At adorable faces and, pu- and right. nice dogs, and then I go to my job and it's fucking and sucking. God damn it! God damn his it! Job, I love it so. God his, help me! His job is going around and getting blowjobs. Sad ones. Sad's gonna punch you in it's and like go get it, some blowjobs. Uh, it's like his name in True Detective too, where he gets the world's yeah, yeah. saddest blowjob. No, but the, there's the guy in Dexter but, too. Yeah, my favorite is in Dexter when it's uh, Quinn. Yeah, is like <laughs> he's having sex with, I believe, his like chief of police's. His chief's something. like daughter, or <laughs> and he's just like, or something. and he's just like, he's like, just crying. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. <laughs> I will fuck my way to the end of this case. I don't care who I have to fuck, whether it's everyone, <laughs> and it's gonna be everyone. Uh, ratings. Oh, I'm giving this one four juds. Yeah, I was super into this. Uh, I like it because I think it's like got all the. It's, Eastwood idiosyncrasy. It's like a real good image busting movie for him at the time. I mean, this came out right like pretty much the same time as Sudden Impact, with which it shares a lot. Like those two movies talk to each other because that one, uh, Dirty Harry, is like chasing these dudes who are uh, who are, like gang raped Sandra Locke. Um, Fun. A movie that, that a movie that treats uh, sexual crime and uh, sexual assault in a much more interesting and, and you might say sensitive way, mm. but still. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. I I, I I liked all the image busting stuff, and I thought the I thought the the kinky sex stuff was <laughs> both legitimately ooky and and hilarious. <laughs> yep. Um, usually that stuff I find is pretty bad in movies. This one managed to to ride to walk that tightrope mm. in, mm. in a convincing way. <laughs> mm. uh, so yeah, four Judds for sure. Uh, absolutely four Douglases for everything that we've detailed here mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm going to give it, jeez, uh, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 oily Clint Eastwoods. I mean, <laughs> what else am I going to give it? That's it. 10 uh, out of 10 big wet Eastwood asses. Yeah. <laughs> well. I, I also think it's worth pointing out, we, we didn't really mention this, but his, he always has fun names in his movies, and this movie, his name is Wes Block. <laughs> Wes Block. Pretty good. Not one. I mean, a good one. My favorite is probably uh, is probably from The Gauntlet. His name is Ben Shockley. Mm. In the whole movie, people keep going Shockley. I just think it's a cool name. 
Anyway, it's action name. Yeah, that's that's where I, that's where I come out on tightrope. Uh, I'm gonna give it a three and a half Judds. Um, yeah, it's just it's just one of those movies where I can't fucking believe this movie. Yeah, totally knocked me out. Didn't see it coming at all. And you know, it's just like compared to those last uh, Eastwood movies that we watched, mm-hmm. it's wildly entertaining uh, and and fairly consistently so. There's like a, a, you know occasional boring parts in it and stuff, but it, yeah, I felt like pretty much about every ten minutes I was like, "What? Whoa. Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna give it three and a half Douglases as well. Very very sleazy. A lot of it is um, telling, not showing per se. But I mean, I mean. Fucking oily. It's so yeah. gross. I get. I'm totally posting that. <laughs> it's 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 just Clint Eastwood's butt. We can all handle it. Yeah. It's Clint weird Eastwood's too, twitching oh. butt. It's weird too because the shot is just on these feet and they're dripping. And at first you're like, oh, is this like later and someone has been murdered or something? And then you're like, oh wait, no, it's much worse than that. Yeah. It's it's covered in oil. He's almost Ron. He's almost Ron Silver sweaty in some of these. <laughs> we'll oh, talk man. about that later. Oh, fucking mighty. Uh, and I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 Black & Decker uh, hand vibrators. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one. Uh, yeah, I'm going three and a half, Judds. I, I enjoyed it. I, I think I, I... I don't know. There was something about it that I didn't... It didn't quite, like... I think it's maybe because he, like, got taken over <laughs> halfway through, so there's kind of an inconsistency to it. Yeah. It didn't feel like all of a vision... But uh, it's but it's, you know I I do all the all the fucking great stuff is great and mm. all the like weird sex stuff is all awesome. <laughs> That's the best stuff. We didn't even talk really about the guy who's when the bad guy's following around that place with the black and decker hand massage lady and there's like a cage at the top and yeah, like yeah. like he's getting a blowjob from this lady and then like the guy with his devil mask like peeks his head yeah. over the top. It's, it's so funny. funny. It's wild. There's so much stuff in this that like I. It was making me laugh out loud. That's why right from the start when the like, guy, like yeah. before he goes to kill the first lady, he she goes inside and then it pans down to his shoes, which it does all the time. And whenever it shows pans down to his shoes, it goes, bah, there's this like, sting yeah, yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. the soundtrack that's hilarious. But it was just like, and he's peeing his pants. So I'm like, all right, well, fuck. Okay, <laughs> we're in it now. Yeah, <laughs> You're marinating in it. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go, I'm actually going to go for Douglas's because I think yeah. it's, like it doesn't qu- it's it, and it's just the whole attitude of the movie yeah is like but it's not quite it's not quite into that fifth that fifth douglas yet yeah. it's not quite there because it's like holding back i feel like yeah yeah it's almost there and but a lot of it's implied but it is very gross and just the way it keeps cutting between like him laying oiled on a lady to like him talking the next shot yeah. is like a shot of his daughter looking at crime scene photos from yeah. his you're like yeah it's it's uncomfortable the whole movie is uncomfortable the, the very idea of a Clint Eastwood movie that is three and a half to four Douglases is wonderful. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe, what's the other one that would maybe be Bridges of Madison County? Yeah. Oh, that movie fucks. That movie, that movie fucks, fucks. Yeah. Uh, And I'm giving it, uh, I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 adopted dogs. Oh, yeah. Adorable adopted yeah. dogs. Oh, I did, I more did, than 10. I did love that. It, that, that scene made me laugh out loud. I had to rewind it because it was, it was, it I was just where he throws it, where he's like feeding the one dog. And you're like, yeah. oh, that's cute. That dog's all cleaned up. And he's like, here's another. And you're like, oh, those little girls are constantly finding dogs outside and making him keep them. And he's like, I love my kids. So I'm going to keep all yeah, these yeah. dogs. Yeah. I'm not a shrew like they're a mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys should watch that fourth Dirty Harry movie. Uh, I should watch the second and third ones too. Oh, you haven't seen any of them? I've I will, seen Dirty Harry. Mm. I will watch those movies if I ever get the. Impulse. Oh, yeah. Nice. There's a thin line 
between the woman she is. If you're trying to make a normal person out of me, the department loses its best female undercover cop. And the woman she plays. What do you feel like doing right now? I feel like getting on a plane and going someplace else. I enjoyed the ride a lot more if I was traveling first class. Between the cop she is. I can never rely on anybody but myself. And the suspect she becomes. Nice. <laughs> Pretty good. Not as good as Dana Day. Well, what is? Yeah. What's, how's your Teresa Russell? Hello, what is me? Teresa Russell. You got a Jeff Fahey? <laughs> oh, well, there's Isn't a couple Jeff? parts where Jeff Fahey's bananas in this yeah, movie. Yeah, it is. This, this movie almost was almost good. This I like a, this movie, but I think the ending really yes. fucking sucks. Huge problem. I actually read Ebert's reviews of this and, and, and Blue Steel, mm-hmm. and I agree with him on this one especially, where he was like, if this was... He was basically like, this is a good movie... This this could be a good movie about this lady cop and her life, mm-hmm. except that it becomes this sort of shitty thriller. Yeah, and it's like that's like a lot of movies we do on here where it's like there's like three different good movies in here, and instead they made one not not great, very interesting, not movie, great yeah. one. Like it's I kind of feel that because I feel like her like Teresa Russell's really good in mm-hmm. a lot of it, and she's like her character who's like living on the edge and you know, living yeah. by impulse or whatever, mm-hmm. but like she's. That's an interesting movie, except that then, like, it puts it in this, like, thriller thing, and then you're like, oh, okay, so now it's not really about her yeah. life, you know, and the Jeff Fahey character is kind of lame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, you, don't the, under, you don't really, he's, he's, Jeff Fahey can be very charismatic, and in this he's very bland, but then there's a part when he gets drunk and yells at her, and it's, like, yeah. it's unpleasant in a whole other sort of way, so yeah. you're like, he's kind of boring, and then he's like, that's not boring, but that's awful. Yeah. We, so we, it's... It makes the ending. I feel like the the ending of this, the the, yeah. the last twenty minutes or whatever, is really snatching defeat out of the jaws of victory. It's like all you had to do was have this and this happen, and they just couldn't do it. They had to do the fucking lame thing. It like has like it has like I think it totally betrays itself. Yeah. Yes. It has like a thing where like it has the elements where a thriller could organically come from the material, but they but they literally graft a different movie onto the movie. Absolutely. Like, there's a scene where, like, a thriller scene happens where these guy murders guys and takes money mm-hmm. that's, like, not part of the movie But then all. that becomes the focus of the plot. But then that becomes, plot. like, the plot of the movie, and you're yeah. like, you got... You, they had all the ingredients because they've got her working undercover, these dangerous jobs undercover, and, the like, her, her like, boss, I guess, or whoever her commanding officer... George who fucking, Zunza. ...who fucking hates her. Yeah. And you're like, you, a there, there's a thriller there with him, you know, like, it's like, there's something there's something there they could have... It just feels like... Yeah, then they go like, well, we got this drug deal thriller also yeah. that shows up in this movie. Well, the, Not the, as bad as, like, Three Men and a Baby or Twins or something, but, like, the it thing, is... The thing that really bugs me about this is, like, it's so cautionary. Like yeah, I movie, mean ultimately yeah through, throughout. I mean even even in the like that yeah. scene where Jeff Fahey starts yelling at her and it's like she's going, I admit that I am doing bad things that right. make me feel bad and it's like, but you know we should be exploring that rather than condemning you constantly. Like it's got this very this really moralistic point right. of view that I think just totally scuttles it. And the fact that at the end she is quote unquote redeemed <sighs> by being normal quote unquote again. I know, like, by not really and, sucks. and like by not taking the money, not taking the money, like, and I wanted, maybe having a nice boyfriend. It's like fuck you. I wanted the Jackie Brown ending, right? Where she's like, yeah, driving off, and so she's happy, town. and she's got yeah, exactly. And it's right there. Jackie Brown makes you like smile right. and go like, yes, Jackie Brown, you fucking did it. Yeah. And the ending of this movie makes you go like, yeah. him. 
Oh, instead of this character <laughs> that we like going like saying "fuck you" to all these people who treat her like shit and getting yeah. away to right. the tropics with a million dollars, she gets to settle down with this asshole. Yeah, that yeah, we and, don't like. And it feels like the Good. movies, like you're saying, it feels like for the longest time the movies building toward this idea of her like finding not 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 like getting away from these things that are bothering her, but self-actualizing Is by that, going yeah, through yeah. them. And instead, it's just like, no, that was bad, and now she's better, and everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> right. And it's like, that it even sucks. has her like literally say that like after she takes the guy home to, she goes back to the guy's house and then she like later on is explained like no you know and I went with him but then I went up to the bathroom and I wasn't gonna go through she like even is yeah. saying and you're like come on yeah come on yeah <laughs> like it was, and there's a very interesting performance in there mm-hmm. but it's just that the movie like sidelines its own inside the movie sidelines itself essentially yeah. like, halfway through um, and Jeff and in that scene too I mean it's just like the movie's not very yelly until this one scene where it becomes the yelliest movie in history. Right. Like, uh, it's actually, this this movie, like, um, what's the director's name? Sandra Locke. Sandra Locke. Has a pretty interesting style. It's, yeah. it's kind of grubby and, mm-hmm. like, personal, and it's, like, everybody's kind of whispery and mumbly a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and it feels like there's a sort of t- attempt at realism, and then this scene happens, and it's very, just, just like a soap opera scene, and you're like, what the fuck? The yeah. movie really changes right at that point. Well, and it's also like I think that when they add in the Jeff Fahey character and it becomes that they're going to have a relationship and stuff like I never, you know, I never buy it. Yeah. I never bought their their thing. It's like a lot of these things where it's like we're oh well these characters are like they actually like each other. Mm-hmm. Like you're supposed to buy that she actually is into him, yeah. and it's like impossible. No. To, it's impossible to buy that. Not because he's like gross or whatever, but like because. You've seen her, and you're like, this is this woman would not be into this right. dude. Like he would be into her, right. certainly. Absolutely. But like this woman is not. This is not her type. Right. Also, can I? I just want to do a real quick tangent. Is that we were while we were watching, we were obsessing over the set direction of Jeff Fahey's yes. house. A highlight. Yeah. What the fuck is going on there? Because so it's like a mess <laughs> everywhere, right? And I was trying to figure it out because we were like talking, like, oh, he works too much, and Sophie's like, no, but he's got lots he's of got food. So much. He's got food. so oh. much food, and like someone who works too much, like. Like, oh, we did, uh, what was the share movie with Suspect? Right. Where she's like, basically, there's a whole thing where she's basically living out of her office, and that makes sense, you know. And you're like, the, why 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 does he have this house? And you think, like, oh, he works too much, so he can't ever clean. And you're like, no, he, but every, he's like, there's like five scenes that take place at his house. He's always at his house. Yeah, he has. Cooking and stuff. He's, so it's like, it comes down to where he's just, he's just a, a slob. He's constantly pushing stuff onto the floor. It's very yeah. weird. He hardly works at all, if anything, because his house is filled with hobbies. Yeah. Like, she gets there, and he's, she's like, what's these trophies baseball. for? He's like, baseball. She's like, you still play? He's like, yep. You see in the background, there's skis. Then he collects baseball cards. Then you see that he's got a bunch of these model yeah. ships that he's built up in bottles. Then you see his stamp collection. It, but, and she points out at one point in one Then you one see line, all these masks goes, for his, from his archaeological expeditions yeah. where he goes on. She, but she goes, like, she goes like, your place is a mess. And that's the only time it's brought up. And you're like, <laughs> it's never like, oh, yeah, I grew up with five brothers and or my mom was a neat freak. And so right. I'm, it's me reacting against that. I kind of almost needed an explanation for why his house looked like that. And also, like, if he lived in, like, a tiny apartment and it was a mess like that, I would almost buy it more. Like, oh, he, he is busy and he doesn't have time and he throws stuff around and he doesn't ever clean up. But this was just weird. There, were, There's, like, multiple scenes where Jeff Fahey pushes garbage off of his <laughs> counter onto the floor. And it's very weird to me. Anyway, I just wanted to get – I had to get that out of the way before we got into the what the movie's actually about. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I thought that was that was a big – that was something – every time it cut, went back to his house, I was like, what is the deal with this guy? The yeah. place the place where somebody exists in a movie should right. explain the char- help explain the character, not make you question 
Because I was like, I don't think this guy lives here. <laughs> <It doesn't, laughs> Maybe that's his office. Yeah, it's right. Just, it doesn't yeah. feel like it doesn't feel like this is the character he who seems, lives here. Yeah, Jeff Fahey's character seems very stoic and by the book. And right. Like, you'd, you'd think it would be the opposite of that sort of place. And maybe that was maybe, maybe that was what the they were trying to I go feel for. Like but that's, kind of, that's kind of what they're trying to go for. Is like but, he's got an inner life that's different from his job projected. It absolutely you know, his, doesn't work. Yeah, yeah it doesn't work well, at all. he does get sloppy later on. Yeah. With it, with the aid of the drink, the fire water. Right. Maybe that was the point. Anyway, it was just funny. Anyway, I thought I'm glad you noticed too. Travis. Oh, I thought I thought that was I thought, a highlight because I was like because I was we were we were obsessing over it and I'm like I don't know if the other guys are <laughs> are, are noticing this as much because Sophie was pointed out she's like what's with his fucking <laughs> I she's like really he has notice. so she's like he has so much food and he's supposed to be the guy who's like constantly working and nobody would have that much you know yeah. it's like and I'm like that's true that's an important detail that's it's funny. not like rotten food like he's been gone all week and his food is all bad. Yeah. He's cooking. He's constantly cooking. There's like three scenes of him cooking. He's got salamis and cheeses that yeah. he cured himself, like hanging from the ceiling and shit. <laughs> this is going to be ready in a couple weeks. He's a real renaissance man, this yeah. guy. Oh, my rhubarb wine is almost finished brewing. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. It <laughs> does sound pretty good. Uh, I make my own soaps also and candles. He's got you a like good a- pruno recipe. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Anyway, back to back to the impulse of imp- what's what's what happens in impulse. Well, she's a she's an undercover cop who uh, is constantly beset by shitty men. Yeah, you see, you see her at the beginning of the movie uh, p- uh, posing as a prostitute, and, mm-hmm. it, and it goes into it like maybe she's a prostitute, and then but you're kind of like, nah, no, she's a cop. <laughs> and like the guy gets too handsy, and she busts him, yeah, and blah blah blah, and you're like, well, okay, so that's her job. And then she goes home, and George Zunza yeah. has busted into her fucking place. This guy's a fucking and pig. Is, is a monster. Yeah. He's always good, but he's always playing sleazy dudes. Like he's he's Douglas's partner in Basic Instinct, yeah. who's fucking crazy. The second sweatiest guy in Basic Instinct. <laughs> yeah, he's got some good lines in that movie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and he's all I've, I I always liked him as uh, as Chief of the Boat in uh, Crimson Tide. Chief of the Boat. Yeah. Uh, and then he's uh, he's in uh, what's the Vietnam movie where they play Russian roulette? Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's in. He's George Johnson. He's great. In yeah. this one, in this one, he's a ab- actual monster. He, yeah, he really sucks. Very believable character in yeah. this day and age. I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. And he's and he's just there at her house, and she she get the feeling that she's just can't do anything about this guy. And he's like, hey, maybe you'd climb the ranks if you gave me a little sugar, baby. Blah blah blah. And she's like, get out. And he's like, no, and no, like, fuck. <laughs> this is a real problem. Yeah, he's re- he's he's really bad. And he's like her boss too. Yeah. And th- this is one of the many reasons why, it, like, her life, she's a, apparently good at her job and very mm-hmm. useful to the force and just gets shit on by everyone. And so that's why you want you root for the Jackie Brown ending at the end of this. Sure. But that, that's not where they're going. I guess it's just her lot to suffer in this way. I yeah. don't know. And, and the other and the, on the other end of the spectrum is Jeff Fahey, who's like the DA, or he's like, he works for the DA's office. Assistant DA. Yeah, and he's, DA he's after her, too. He likes her. Uh-huh. And she, I guess she, like Kev said, like, kind of likes him, yeah. but... He seems like a dud. It becomes a love for the. It's one of those movie things where it becomes a love for the ages really fast. Uh-huh. Like they go on like one date. And he's like, I'm falling in love with you, and then when he thinks that she might have been somewhat inf- uh, in infidelitous, infidelitous, yeah, uh, he loses just it. Destroyed. Yeah, he fucking he snaps. He wrecks his soul, and it's like you've known this lady for like four days. Right. What are you doing? <laughs> but like that's how movies have to be sometimes. Yeah. Like, whatever. But it's mo- like the first half of it is mostly just her sort of like navigating being undercover and yeah. the risks that that imposes on her and how she is sort of turned on not yeah. just sexually but in general like she is invigorated by taking these risks that's she the is. best part of they she goes her. into her, psych- her, her um, psychotherapist's mm-hmm. office and her therapist by the way is chief from Carmen San Diego. That's right. 
Hello, gumshoes. That's right. Tell us about your sexual hangups. <laughs> and she and she's like and she's like, oh, I don't really want to tell you about the, my dark, dark thoughts. She's like, come on, gumshoe, tell us your darkest uh, thoughts. And she she kind of goes like, eh, maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm turned on by what I do sometimes. Like, yeah. Maybe my, maybe my greatest fantasy is an ugly old man degrading me. And then she, <laughs> and you're like, God damn. And yeah. then she goes, whoops, see you later. Whoa. And Time's so you, up. You kind of know that that uh, that she's got this part in her, and in this, and it's very different. This is 1990. In this day and age, you hear this lady talk about this stuff, and you're like, sure, yeah, everyone's got kinks, whatever. And in, yeah. and but this movie, much like Tightrope, is like, this is fucked this up. Fucked up. This is a fu- this is a warring sign. This is something that could spiral out of control. And indeed, it does. Yeah. But it's the big problem with the movie, like you were saying, is that it's like, I want to see that movie where it's exploring this woman's. Mm-hmm. wanting to do this and then not maybe it's not judging her yeah but it presents it and you can maybe make your own pass your own but the movie it ultimately comes down on the side of like it is it is dangerous and bad that she is yeah. has these impulses yeah this impulse. movie chickens out twice because when the because then the plot kicks in at the first half the of the movie is it but then and then she's so she's she's uh under there's a shooting she gets into a. She yeah. gets into pretty a. Pretty cool. Action, yeah, it's pretty the good action. action, scene, action yeah. in this is pretty good. I think Sandra Locke had, had a knack for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I it like l- the, the, shoot out the, the shoot at the hotel. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty. It's cool. pretty awesome. Yeah. And then when she blows that guy's head off in the store. Oh yeah. man. I, I watched that like three times. Did you times. rewind that shit? Yeah. I that's one of the best. Because I because I like as good as I've seen. I had to rewind it and show it to Sophie because she was out of the room. She was she like had stepped out for a second. She's not as into machine gun fights as we are. So whatever. Yeah. And but then I had to rewind it and go like you got to see this though. It's really like. It's a really good squid cap, and the guy's head just totally blows it It's all one shot, and you just yeah. see like his that part of his hair, and like yeah, he, fucking he, awesome. You don't see his brain. <laughs> you freeze frame it. There's no bulge or anything. It just yeah. looks like a guy's head, and then it blows out. It's yeah, like to watch Tom it, like, Savini worked for, worked yeah. on the movie for that day or something. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's it's really good. But the whole scene, like she shoots it like Friedkin. It's 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 yeah. real yeah. like kind of camera shaking and like these cool close ups. It was really cool. Yeah, there's machine guns and stuff. Machine guns, squibs popping all over the place. It's fucking well. She's because well. It gets to there because she's undercover for Jeff Fahey trying to bust this drug dealer, right. just drug, just drug dealing crew. Yeah, and uh, and so like they they get wise to her and and uh, and chase chase her around and she she gets to drop on him in this convenience store and kills the guys who are after her. And then George Zunza shows up and is like, I want your badge. You know, what I mean, he's like, <laughs> he's already a prick, and she's like, these guys yeah. are just trying to fucking kill me. Fuck you. Yeah. Anyway, so she like she uh, the way police the way police shootings are handled in 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 two of these movies yes, this is, is a little different than yeah. as we've as we've come to know are handled. That in might real have life. been our fantasy idea of how we're like we don't like that you did we'll this. Get, we'll, and, get, and we'll get into more of that. I, I would the also next movie. I would also suggest that in both of these movies, it's also it's just handled poorly. There too, it's just differently poor. Sure, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, but it's like. A but at thing least there's some accountability. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's what the whole. That's what all of Blue Steel's about. Yeah, sort of. They're not like take a week paid vacation and congratulations, you yeah, killed yeah. a person. Yeah. Good job. But uh, then she does she have, like a flat tire or something. She gets a flat tire and she's she like yeah. What well, she she pulls over at this garage and like is the like, guy's like fix my tire and he's looking at her cleavage and she's like my tires on my car not in the front of my chest or yeah. whatever. And he's like, it might take a while. She goes to a bar. She to goes to a bar. Scaramooch has a drink, and this immediately, this dude who's sitting next to her at the bar starts talking to her. And uh, he, was he, he was he his in opening the scene, line, was he in the scene earlier? I think this is the first time we've seen him. Okay, he's talked about earlier. We, yeah, we, we, we don't know who we he don't is know now. who he is, but he's a pivotal the, character. There's the, the act, there's the like scene earlier where the that's like from a different movie where the drug dealers 
steal money or whatever. I don't remember if he's in that scene. I okay. don't think so. It's but so I don't dark. Think so, and yeah. I, I We've heard him talked like, about a whole bunch. His okay. name is uh, Perez or something yeah. like that. And uh, but like but, he but comes, we don't up, know he that comes yet. up to her and actually does that. Like aren't places like this phony? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a classic pickup line. And they have uh, they they have like a pretty immediate like thing where she's like you know I just want to get the fuck out of here out mm-hmm. of this town. He's like where would you go? And he she's like I don't know Paris or something. And he's like okay let's go. And he likes takes all his money out of his, peeling off hundred dollar bills and going like what if I buy you the plane ticket? And then she's like well I'd want to do some shopping or something. She like <laughs> yeah, she like she's... adds on and he just peels off some more money. He's like we'll take my plane we'll go right now you know. So she leaves the bar with this guy and mm-hmm. goes back to his house with him and it's she's got this impulse right and and yeah it fits in with what she was talking about to her therapist and then she doesn't she it starts to click that this is maybe not the greatest idea when they get to the house and it's like got barbed wire fences and stuff and a security gate but she's still going along with it and then he says he's like in the import export business or something definitely code for drugs oh this is a drug dealer And like then she's like, uh, you know, I'm gonna go freshen up, and she goes into the bathroom and like decides that she doesn't want to do this what anymore. Doing, what am I right? doing? Yeah, it's kind of a dumb scene, but whatever. It's 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 okay. It's just dumb that like later on when she's like apologizing essentially to right. Jeff Fahey and going like, no, but you know, you see, there was a scene where I didn't want to do it. Yeah, you know, and you're kind of like, okay, well, this is this is the I first don't know place that we need you to not have to want to do that. <laughs> this yeah. is the first place where I think the movie really chickens out because what what bugs me is is not that she does or doesn't go through with it; it's that the movie takes the decision out of her hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. because instead well, yeah. of her instead of her going like I'm going to go through with this or being forced to go through with it or deciding she doesn't want to do it, that doesn't happen. Instead, some bad guys come in and shoot the guy, and they'll and don't see her. And, and, and leave. Yeah. So she's, she's now a witness to this murder. And now it turns into a thriller. She, right. she hasn't she seen him. It. She hasn't seen the guy either, I don't think. Because uh, he gets killed off no. camera. You, we don't, because right. we don't see the guy. Right. She like sees him dead. She like sees the legs of the guy. And, right. Like, she doesn't. Like, sees the bad guy in like silhouette. And stuff. Yeah. And then she goes yeah. up. She doesn't to know the, who the killer is. She goes yeah. up to the dead guy and goes through his, uh, his uh, person and finds a key. Yeah. And that, that comes up. So, so she puts the money back. Bus station locker key. She puts the money back that he gave her. Yeah. And like wipes her prints down everywhere, and then makes a call to nine one one. It's like, hello, I'm not a woman. I'm a man who's <laughs> calling. And, and <laughs> There's been a murder. <laughs> There's then, been a murder, Mister Wayne. Right. I can't do it. And We're so, like, the, the, the rest of this, the rest of the movie is just like the them figuring out that it was all these different drug dealers that were attacking right. each other, and the guy was in, you know, was a witness, so they were trying to assassinate him, and all this stupid bullshit. Yeah. And it's like I don't care about any of this. Yeah, it really, it really. And I don't, like, and I'm not like not even paying attention to who did what to who. You know. Well, what and I mean? when it comes down to it, it's like it was this guy. It was the they, guy. It was the witness or whatever that yeah. they were talking to the whole time, and they go, "It was you." And you're like, and I'm like, yeah, who I cares? Guess. I mean, yeah, I was kind of just like, good. This part of the movie's over. I yeah. guess I don't know. It really sucks up a lot of time. And then there's that scene where Jeff Fahey like confronts her about the possibility that she maybe was infidelity I mean, for a minute. Yes, and he's hammered drunk. But also, like in that scene, I mean, he is, he does have some, some righteous anger because he, she's like she she has witnessed that she does ha- she's withholding information yeah. about this investigation. That's that fine is, like, for him to be mad about that. Fucking him up. The, it's the other stuff that yeah. it's like, and eh, don't get mad at her about that stuff. But right. the. Uh, but the thing where she's where he's like you're fucking up my whole my whole thing by like not 
telling us that you were there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's pretty. That okay. That's bad. That's bad policing on right. her job. On her part. The scene. The scene where Jeff Fahey confronts her drunkenly is is kind of an embarrassing highlight of the movie. Like it's like I think the parts of this movie are good, and this scene is entertaining, but it's pretty bad. Yeah, because he's doing like this loud, quiet, loud thing. Where like uh, he's he's like he's building in froth to like his full on explosion, <laughs> yeah. And so he's just sort of like, okay, now tell me this and tell me that these answers that I already, these questions I know the answers to, okay. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, I, 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 and he's like, huh, huh, huh. what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What happened? And then he's like, she's like, oh, she starts crying and is like, oh, I went to his house and blah blah blah. He's like, you fucked him for money. And you're like, whoa. Yeah, then that, when he starts getting mad about that. And then he slams like, her up against a wall yeah. like 40 times. Yeah, a lot. And she's like, I'm sorry. And you're like, whoa, no, kick him in the balls. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. What are you talking about? Kick him in the balls and his tongue will shoot out and go, boom, 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 Yeah, it was really, it's really frustrating to see her cave here. Yeah, and, 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 and it's just because the script, it's just because that's what the movie needs her yeah, to do. It's taken all it's, of her power away at this point. Yeah, yeah. He's he screams and screams and screams and then he's like, "Fuck this! I'm out of here! I'm drunk! Bye bye!" And she's like, "No, don't leave!" Yeah. And then he leaves, and then she goes under her bed and cries herself out. Yeah. It's long. It's like this long shot of her just. Ah, ah, and and Teresa like, Russell's long is really, really good go here. On? I mean, she's good in this uh-huh. movie. She's acting her balls off. Yeah. But it's just like God. Yeah. She cries until she can't cry anymore, and then it cuts, and you're like, "Boy, that wasn't and I, fun." And like, I feel like that's really that should be really meaningful, but it just feels like they've taken the movie's taken it, all of her agency her, away. Well, her, her like cry, having a breakdown would be meaningful if it was different circumstances. Right, exactly. Like, I want, I want the scene where Teresa Russell is crying on the bed isn't necessarily the bad isn't necessarily bad that she's like, "What what have I done? My decisions or whatever." Right. It's that like. This dude, what? Yeah, what, what, some what, abusive what this man. Dude, yeah, he fucking, this fucking awful assaults her. Shitty guy. Yeah, you know. And and but but the, this is why where the movie disappointed me because I thought they were going somewhere with this crying scene. And she cries and cries and cries, and then eventually stops, and the camera slowly zooms in on her, and it stops, and she looks like she's had an epiphany. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping the epiphany would be like, "What the fuck am I doing? Fuck this right. shit! I'm out of here." And what she kind of does. She almost does. Also, though, like, she, so she goes to the, gets the money with the key yeah. from the airport or mm-hmm. wherever. And then, like, she has it. But then she, million like, dollars. she, like, feels bad. And we see her putting the case back. And then later we see the case. And then it turns out that the money got taken out. But I was like, not by her. I was like, what? Yeah. Well, when you had the case out the first time, before you put it back, go, like, okay, well, nobody knows I did this yet. Take the money. Yeah, take the money. Take the money out of the case. But I think yeah. she just put it back with the money because because then the movie you know the movie wants us to be like oh but she's it has this moral leaning that like she's guilty she feels guilty about doing yeah yeah, yeah. Or whatever I don't yes. know but yeah I want we I think we all wanted the movie to go the same way that it doesn't that yeah. it kind of almost tries to and then doesn't it's so close yeah. well then there's the protracted third act with George Zunza in the bathroom and. Yeah. Then Although I mean, that, it was nice to watch him get like beat down. Or yeah. One hundred percent. But, but uh, before that, she she basically like, it, like there's a like the next day, Faye he's sober and there and it's like cooler heads are prevailing. He's like, I'm mad at you forever. You ruined this two day relationship that we've had, and you're a right. slut and this and that. But you know, we got to get through this. And she agrees to like she agrees to basically be bait. Yeah. I, li- like I like if we say that we've got the the, the witness. I like we that put you in a house. Yeah. Yeah. I like that because she's like because it's like okay, you're gonna pretend to be the witness. Yeah. 
But she actually is the she witness. She is the witness. I yeah, like, yeah. I, but, I like, but it's like, okay, well, they got this lady cop there. He's going to pretend to be the witness. But it's like, no, that's but a fun. The, that's a fun angle that the, it, it yeah. is actually a cop who is the, 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 the like secret witness. Right, right. Uh, anyway. Could have been a funner movie, uh, yep. but anyway, so she's the she's the bait in the house, and of course, all the there's like ten cops uh, like in secret positions around the house, and someone does an obvious <laughs> discreets an obvious diversion, and every yeah. single one of them follows them. <laughs> they all leave. Every single one of them. <laughs> so funny. We all gotta go. <laughs> Actually, I don't think they all go. I think that most of them do, and then it cuts to like a dead cop in the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, so like, he got rid of almost all of them except for like this one guy who's guarding, and then he killed him. Yeah, and then she's like in the house, and then there's a there's like some shadowy figures skulking around, and then uh, she shoots one shadowy figure, and and it was the it was indeed the bad guy, and it was yeah. some witness from earlier on that was like the, just the the other character, so yeah. it basically had to be him. And you're kind of like, okay, so that's done. And then, <laughs> and then she's like, I, she's like talking to Jeff Fahey. She's like, all right, well, we wrapped up that part of the plot. Uh, so I'm, I retire. I'm, I'm gonna retire from being a cop, and uh, you know. And he's like, and, and she says this to Zunza too, and Zunza's like. Uh, he's like you. Re- you don't have enough money to retire. I checked. Everyone's pulling everybody's records in this yeah. movie. He's like, I pulled your records and you're overdrawn on your account. You don't have money to retire. And she's like, well, n- n- nonetheless. <laughs> 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 and so she goes to the airport and she's gonna, you know, her, put her weird, her like not thought out plan into action. Grabs the suitcase out of the locker and then George Zunza has been following her the whole way. And then he just grabs her. He's like, I'm a cop. I'm dragging this lady into a bathroom. It's fine. Like, yeah. give, me this, give me this fucking money. And he dumps out and the money's not there. It's like baseball, baseball cards and yeah. shit. And he's like, where's the money? She's like, I don't know. And she doesn't. And yeah. then Jeff Fahey comes in and is like, hey, stop it. And like, beats him up and <laughs> yeah, pushes Jeff, him into Jeff a Jeff urinal. Fa- Jeff Fahey fixes it. Yeah, that it, sucks. It, it, tra- it takes uh, Fahey and Teresa Russell and a mighty struggle to take down yeah. portly George Zunza, <laughs> who's just like a fucking wrecking ball. Yeah, here. Like, <laughs> they plowing just through. They it. just beat him up and leave him with his head in the urinal. Yeah, and then Jeff Fahey gives, and then it ends with this dumb moral quandary. Yeah. It's supposed to be, I think, where she he's like, "Well, I got the million dollars is in is in my car. Here's the keys." Or then, I'll oh, be in the bar having yeah. having drinks. Or you could have all this. The man that screamed at you and threw you against right. a wall. And of course, she goes to the, to the thing. Gets, I think, grabs or she leaves. No, she leaves the money there, or she grabs the money out of there, or something. I don't know. Anyway, she ends up coming back to him. Yeah. And she's like, "How about that drink?" And he's already got one for. Her. He's hey. like, "Ah, because he knew." It's a tequila shot so too. Smug. That's her drink. Ugh. It's so <laughs> smug though. It's like I already have. And you're like, "Oh fuck you, movie." Yeah. I wanted her to drive away. Yes. Yeah. Fuck! I wanted her to be. Dr- I wanted this Jackie Brown shot, literally the same shot where she's driving away, going like, and he's like just sadly I drinking two. Sh- he's just he got. Street. He's just got two sh- sad shots of yeah. tequila. <laughs> oh, I thought she'd be back. Uh, maybe I. Maybe I'm just an asshole. I don't know. <laughs> it's so. disappointing that this this wo- this movie directed by a woman about an interesting female character just like makes every bad decision it can. Yeah. yeah, and it. I and mean, it's, it's, uh, part it of it is so that I think it's to do not. The right, yeah. yeah, and part of it I think is that it's a lot of it's the script. Yeah, and like the just the way like it's not. And also, I think the movie's not written by. No, I don't believe women it is. either. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of takes it out of her hands a little bit because mm-hmm. it's kind of this. It could be a, a really interesting movie, yeah. and you could still make a thriller out of it. Just one that happens organically. The yeah. George Zunza character is like a great character, a great villain. Yeah, that like b- just. barely functions as that yeah except to be like sort of like to be like show up and be very shitty but like he never gets like 
you you feel like this guy's this is gonna boil over at some point and it kind of does at the end and then Jeff Fahey like punches him yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that would have also been like a, a yeah, that's a, one of the many missteps in this last like uh, act of the movie where wouldn't that scene have been great if she just kicked his ass and right? need Fahey to come in and Absolutely. fucking save her? Yeah. What are we doing here? If Fahey just disappeared movie? from the movie after their case was done, the, that would be fine. Or after yeah. he fucking <laughs> shouted at her and assaulted her, you know what I mean? Just right. like she's fucked up. She's like done with him, you know? Like well, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, we've all, we're all talking about this better movie that, yeah. we're, you know, where there's that moment of realization, supposedly, after she cries, and where it's like, oh, this is her, what am I doing? this is her Fuck going, this. digging herself out from under all these shitty men. Yeah. Oh, the guy she thought was good is also bad. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what happened in that scene, except that, like, not really, I mean, that's what we think, that's how we see it, like, the guy that was nice is actually shitty. But the way the movie sees it is like, no, he was right. He was he was just he was mad kind of, because he was so in love with her. And yeah. that's how men are. Men are like that. You know, that's how they that's how they show their passion. They slam a woman <laughs> against a wall. 80 times. 80 to 100 times. Over and over <laughs> and over again. You fucked him! God. Jeez. <laughs> God damn. She does have a lot of wigs at her house. Yeah. Yeah. We get to see we get to see her house a little, and her her the set design for her place actually fits. Mm-hmm. It works. It's not like the Jeff Fahey house where you're like, what? And so does the drug dealer's mansion too. It totally looks like a eighty an episode yeah. of fucking Miami. Oh, Vice. absolutely. Or a Gordon Gecko's house. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much impulse. Yeah. So, you know, I it, it's I didn't get a lot out of it. This I also time. I also the whole time kept thinking that uh, thinking of it as a uh, a spinoff sequel to Police Academy because. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Kim Cattrall and Teresa Russell look look similar, and so when you never see Kim Cattrall's character after the first Police Academy, so I'm like, I like to imagine that this <laughs> is what this this is what happened to her. She she did become a cop, but she didn't she wasn't in, involved with those Police Academy yeah. guys anymore. She actually went and got a job. I'm sad this is the only movie that Sandra Locke directed because it's it's well done. She directed Rat Boy also. Oh yeah, Rat Boy. That's true. Yeah, yeah but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, but I mean, could the, forgive the, that deal. little Rat Boy. But the action, yeah, the action is really like the the it's there's neat. some good there's good stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Like that that scene because I just watched Blue Steel right before I watched this, mm-hmm. and that scene where she like escapes to the grocery store, yeah, <laughs> very similar to the scene in Blue Steel. Mm-hmm. But it was like I'm like this is really good. This is solid. This is a solid like. Chase scene, yeah. action scene. Sounderlock still alive? Uh, because we need I her to. We need I her to make action movies. Maybe know. the next Mission I Impossible. She, I want to say maybe she passed away not too long ago, but maybe I'm not. I'm did, not sure. Yeah. I think she did. It um, rules. We're bad at this. Yeah, it rules. I'd like to give this movie a lower rating, but uh, I'm gonna. It'll probably I'm gonna end give up it, being. Uh, I mean, let's well, do it. Are we doing yeah. ratings? Yeah, let's do ratings. I'm we gonna give it three juds. Yeah. Uh, like you know, it, it, it. it it, I don't think it's successful, but there there are parts of it that are so interesting and it, and it's pretty skillfully put together, like you know, directorially. So, yeah, three Juds, Teresa Russell rules. Good action. That scene where she's crying it out is really, you know, it's like slow. I like that. It's good. Um, I'm gonna give it like two Douglases. It's not that sleazy. There's a, a sex scene. There's a sex scene. Yeah. For a There's movie, a lot of groping, and you see her naked. Yeah. For a movie that two and a half Douglases. For a movie that kind of feels like oh it's gonna be yeah never really it never boils really over goes there yeah and i'm gonna give it 10 out of 10 uh george zunza is best bull in a china shop it's just like unstoppable <laughs> cannonball killer nobody can take down zunza yeah <laughs> he's bringing the zunza uh i'm gonna give it uh, two and a half juds 
And I got to tell you, I can't stress this enough. If this movie had just had the, the proper Jackie Brown ending and gone out that way and kind of known better what it was doing, this could be a three and a half joke Ooh. movie. Yeah, you hear there's that? elements that I really like of it. Yeah. yeah. Even if it had the same thriller, the same kind of dumb tacked on thriller plot, mm-hmm. just if they'd gone through with the ending where like Teresa Russell's is like, fuck this, I'm getting away with it. Yeah. yeah. That would be. That'd be like re- exhilarating and fun instead of the, the like ultimate downer. I mean, I guess I guess it would be more of a downer if she just like died or something. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, this is like the second most downer. It can be like, oh, she's gonna, I guess, get I guess married to I, Jeff Faye now or whatever. Three, because she could if, if she ended up with George Zunza's character. Yeah. Like she, like she's like she's like, okay, I will make you a deal, oh, and then it's and then the it's darkest. them, and then they do take the money, but they're like on a beach somewhere, and she's like. Uh, I'm, well, I have all this money, but I'm stuck with this there, guy. There's a scene where, like, <laughs> you know, like at the end where Jeff Fahey pushes the shot of tequila over to her, and then she goes, and then we get to see all three of them. You didn't think we were really going to end the movie that way. Shall right. And then Teresa Russell does her Wayne's World impression, and you're like, this is weird. Didn't expect this. George Lindsay comes back out of the bathroom, and he's doing the waddle walk that Rob Lowe did because he got fucking invaded by that police officer. You didn't really think she'd end up with Jeff Fahey, did you? Uh, Ballroom Blitz playing yeah, the Yeah, over and over again. Uh, uh, <laughs> the guy, the fucking Frankie Sharp from Sharp Records, his limo pulls up and everything. She gets a record deal. Tootie. Tootie. Yeah, that's Michael, right. Michael Jackson's manager. Uh, I'm going to give it two, two Douglases, I guess. There is a sex scene where crotches are being groped, but a lot of it's off screen. There's some nudity there, and then there's that part when she's talking about how she wants to get degraded. But that's that doesn't really end up being much of what the movie is. It's just sort of mm-hmm. like, hey, maybe she's got this thing that's not good, and she gets past it. Yeah. Okay. There's no oiled up Clint Eastwood asses yeah. in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to give it uh, 46 hobbies for uh, Jeff Fahey. <laughs> He's got all the time in the world. Working 20-hour weeks, apparently. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going three three Judds. I, I liked it, even though we mostly just talked about how it could be a better movie. But I still like kind of, I still was like, it's okay. There's like good, there's, there's like two good movies in here. Yeah. Then they don't kind of do any of them. There's like a good movie to be had here, but they didn't, they didn't quite. Yeah, disappointed. It. Disappointing to watch a movie that you, you frankly could have fixed even in, in the cutting room. Yeah, almost. Like they yeah. wouldn't. They don't even have to do that much. No, to change to, to make it a much better movie. Uh, so three Judds. I'm going to. I'll go two and a half Douglases. It's kind of it. Get, it's kind of sleazy. It doesn't really ever. It doesn't really get into that too much. Her impulse doesn't take her into the dark places the movie kind of promises. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or for, that, a, for it, a movie called Impulse. Well, that starts with her. I mean, that is about her. Yeah. Anyway, it should. It's you feel like the movie should go further too. Like yeah. that, it could be more about that and be like, oh, like at some point we sh- during the movie we should be worried about her following her impulse, mm-hmm. right? And we, I feel like we never are because the movie stops being about that <laughs> halfway through. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, this ties into yours, I guess. I'm, I'm gonna give it one. Uh, one very <laughs> strangely messy apartment <laughs> <laughs> or house. I think it's a whole house he has. Mm. I don't get it. He also has a water. I don't know if you guys noticed this in his kitchen. He like has a water cooler. Yeah. Where do you keep yours? You know, <laughs> in cans <laughs> from Liquid Death. Cans of Liquid Death. <laughs> Bing. 
at your local grocery store. Uh, <laughs> if you if if anybody out there wants to watch a really great movie called Impulse from the eighties, there's oh the, yeah, the, involves the sex. sci-fi thing. Yes, there's this a sci- vaguely sci-fi-ish uh, Meg Tilly movie. Oh, uh, I've never seen called that Impulse. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's good. And it's and it's like a, it involves a, a town, a small town of people being infected with essentially oh, a sex disease. Yeah. And so people are fucking in public and stuff. It's great. And it has Meg Tilly and her fucking scary. <laughs> Weird face. She's yeah. I love Meg Tilly. I know. I know. Love Meg Tilly. That movie's wild. Anyways, uh, he, Wait, I, who's I the one from Masters of the Universe? That's Meg Foster. Meg Foster. With the weird Foster. eyes. She has the creepy Gozer eyes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ice, <laughs> ice blue eyes. Yeah. Uh, anyone movie. anyone with eyes that color must be evil. <laughs> They're icy like, blue eyes. They're like blue steel. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we did it. Uh, Woo. I think her eyes are green actually, but blue steel. So what do you do? I'm a cop. Hi, I'm Eugene. Megan. Want to wait out the traffic? Here's to meeting you. Here's to meeting you. You seeing anybody? I think you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Megan, give me an answer to this. I don't understand. You want to keep secrets? Does it fit the pattern? Right down to the bullet casing. This guy must know you. Why me? It's just starting between you and me. Oh, God. Got nothing to go on, Megan. We have to stop him. I have a feeling this is going to be a lively <laughs> conversation because, Travis, I know you don't like this movie. Yes. And you are kind of like ambivalent about it, and no, I, I think it's fucking awesome. I kind of, I kind of love it. Okay, I think it's. I do actually. I, d- I didn't text you this, but I did. Travis had texted. Uh, it reminded him of the cable guy. Yeah, he texted me that. I saw yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, no, but I, but I didn't text back that while I was watching. I'm like, I totally get that. No, I, I get t- it. I totally, I totally see that. It's totally kind of like <laughs> the cable guy. It's very cable guy. Maybe the the last act is not cable guy no, no, at no. all. But I mean, not, the not, last act is the, the stupidest part in the whole fucking movie. The circumstances movie. aren't necessarily <laughs> like cable cable guy. Yeah, the ending is kind of leaves something to be. Oh desired. my god, I I am very, I've been excited about this since we started this podcast because <laughs> I've always known that Matt. Actually, a lot Have of people seen like Blue this Steel movie. Or I had seen Blue, okay. Blue Steel twice before watching it. This, I, this is the I third time I watched movie. it. I showed it to Molly last year and she fucking loved it too. I'm, I'm fucking I hope I hope I can maybe get it a little bit because yeah. I've never understood why people like this movie. Well, we have to get to why you don't like it when we get there, so we'll, we'll do I, it. I don't like any of it, so yeah. we'll do we'll do it throughout the whole thing. <laughs> I think this movie is a drag, <laughs> and it's stupid. <laughs> oh boy, the yeah. movie the movie is a bummer, but I think, yeah. it, but I also think it's a it's a weird it's like a weird in in ways both it's inten- definitely weird it's, in, it's we- really weird in ways un- both intentional and unintentional like i think it's well, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be weird like the ron silver stuff is clearly supposed to be weird but then there's just like anytime characters are talking to each other in this it's like what planet does this movie take place on well that i think is- i think there's one there's there's a reason for that um uh, Eric Red, Eric Red, yes. <laughs> so this, everybody knows this was directed by Catherine, the great Catherine Bigelow, one of my favorite yeah. filmmakers, who's made many masterpieces. Agreed, I'm I, a huge I, fan, and I think that this is one of them. But that aside, it was written by Eric Red, who and uh, Catherine Bigelow, yes. But uh, I mean, it's it was an Eric Red script to begin with, um, and he also wrote uh, Near Dark, mm-hmm. I believe, and The Hitcher, one of my favorite scary films. Wow. Did he also write? Uh the Loveless? 
No. Because they were, was it them that had, they were like uh, film school buddies, right? And they, was it him and she her? Made, she made The Loveless with a different dude. Okay, I was thinking of a different guy. Okay. Right. Um, but they worked together. On a, yeah, okay. Yeah, and, and he also wrote uh, the, the great weird Jeff Vahey movie, Body Parts. Wow. <laughs> that movie's great. Yeah. Did he direct that too? Yes. Okay. Um, and some people may or may not know this. He's crazy. Okay. Um, many years later, after he did these movies, he actually like completely had an episode, drove a car into a building, killed some people, stabbed himself in the throat with a piece of glass, like wow. totally melted down. He, oh, I read an article about this. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's still controversy over whether or not he was appropriately punished for doing this. That said, I'm not trying to condemn or, or, or defend him. He's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And his his movies are filled with this heightened... Like rage fueled, like intensity. They're just they just go completely like out of control. Mm-hmm. Like the Hitcher, I think is like one of the most intense, scary movies ever because of how far it's willing to go yeah. and how how unpleasant it is. You know, <laughs> that movie loses like horror aficionados for being too nasty. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, it's the one, it's the movie where Jennifer Jason Lee gets ripped in half by pulled by being pulled apart by a truck. Yes, you, you know? know, people who are like. Ugh, I had to pull it out and put in Texas Chainsaw Massacre to cleanse my <laughs> right? palate. Yeah. And like even Body Parts was a very silly movie and it has this really goofy premise that he gets like, Jeff he loses an arm and gets a reattached arm from another person who turns out to be a crazed killer and it makes him evil. Uh, the movie's fun. The movie is Highly really fun, insanely violent. Yeah. And just like strange, it's operating at this like heavy, heavy high pitch. There's a scene, there's a classic scene in it where you're just where you're like, well, you don't see that very often, where a guy is scr- running into a car that's on fire to pull two legs out. Of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta get my legs. Oh man, <laughs> whoa! The movie is wild. Um, and so I think like I think that. I'm anticipating that some of the things you have problems with are going to be like narrative, like that doesn't make sense. Some things, like, yeah. and and I definitely think that that's where that comes from because he doesn't care about that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that you probably don't enjoy its histrionic quality. You probably think it's like kind of too hysterical sometimes. Is that one of my main complaints? I find this movie frustrating more mm-hmm. than anything else. This yeah. movie is, oh, I'm sure this has been said a trillion times before, but cinematic blue balls. <laughs> I, I, it's one of those movies that, that I, I watch and I go, what am I? Am I supposed to enjoy this? Is this okay. movie punishing me? Is this like a Michael? It's not like a Michael Haneke movie in any way, but it has that sort of like uh, <laughs> maybe maybe the maybe it would be interesting to make a movie that's not fun at any point that mm. seems like it should be because okay. it's just a cop movie. But like Jamie Lee Curtis's character is ostensibly we're supposed to be rooting for her, but she's stupid <clears throat> and does stupid things throughout the whole way through. <laughs> Nobody can ever catch this Ron Silver guy. <laughs> he's just like a guy. He's covered. He's, he has a complete psychotic break in his like thirties. Yeah, and he's he's a upper class dude who works on Wall Street. Who just he sees, does the Wall Street shouty job. He does the Wall Street yeah, shouty yeah, guy. Sell, sell, buy, buy, orange juice, and. Uh, and then at a certain point, he just sees a shooting. He sees Jamie Lee Curtis shoot Tom Sizemore. Yep. Best scene in the whole movie, as far as I'm concerned, where Tom Sizemore's like, you better just fucking shoot me, you dumb cop. And she, indeed she, she un- does. She unloads she blows on him. him away. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Ron Silver sees this and goes like, okay, I'm 36, uh, he, doing pretty good, but now I'm thinking killing people and guns? I mean, yeah. I think it's implied that he was that he's crazy before that. That that's what pushes him over the edge. I mean, because, you have to assume because like later on you see him like 
to- like talking to voices. <laughs> Later in his head. on, he's hearing voices. Yeah. But I don't think it's. I don't think that he. I don't think it started when he saw that shooting. I think that it's implied that like. Yeah. That like it, he it now he has it. now he has the implement to to exact his weird fantasy where because it ultimately is a fantasy where he wants her to kill him. Yeah. That's yeah, what he wants. I guess so. That's what, that's what he, that he even says that. She's ter- yeah. Well, she's, she picked he, like, the wrong person because she is terrible at killing him. But he, he but he <laughs> wants to make a forever. game out of it or something. Yeah. Because he, he also, but he wants her to like, he wants her to like fucking kill him, yeah. especially at the end. Yeah. He's it, running it, around this naked. Movie, this movie is, is one of those movies where a character is just being tormented. It, ha- it feels like a horror movie. A lot of times horror movies are like I this. I mean, absolutely. But it's interesting you bring that up because I also read Roger Ebert's review of this and he talks about it in regards to how it acts sort of almost like a sequel to Halloween. Mm. Oh, she's Laurie Strode for sure. And I this. and I kind of and he's and he's basically saying like it's much more interesting than any of the actual sequels to Halloween because it like takes the character out. But I'm like I'm like oh yeah, and it's like totally like mm-hmm. as after I saw after I read that I'm like oh totally it's like Laurie Strode becomes a cop yeah and is and is fucking still you know fucking tormented by some other psycho mm-hmm. or whatever and but it's the and same kind of, and he can and he's as unstoppable in his in his own way as like michael myers like he like you can't like they get him and they're like yeah you didn't get him he didn't do it what do you mean you know and yeah it's uh kevin nunn yeah, yeah. Kevin, dunn, kevin dunn kevin dunn, dunn. Uh, yelling, telling I'm, her, I'm here to fuck everything course, up for course, everybody. Of course, well, it's like cop bosses in any of these movies. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? It's not the guy. You're a woman. <laughs> Get out of here. You're fired. We're not going to do anything to protect you either. This this whole movie <laughs> is like that scene in, at the end of Halloween where Laurie Strode has just like stabbed Michael Myers like in the shoulder or something, and he's lying on the ground, and she turns her back completely to him and then throws the knife across the room. <laughs> and you're like, oh, God, I wonder what's going to happen. Yeah, she does. She doesn't do a good job of protecting herself. <laughs> she doesn't do a good job at anything. But I, I think. I mean, I've seen this movie probably I don't know forty times. I've seen this over and over again. And like the thing that I'm respond that I respond to it now or respond to from it now is like kind of the dream logic of it all. Mm-hmm. It's this very like heightened reality, and it's like more about the sort of psychologies of both of the to the twin characters. And I like, I like that it's coming from this female perspective. Because in another another version of this movie, like Jamie Lee Curtis' character is so far is, is far less masculinized than she is in the movie that you get, mm-hmm. and I like that she's allowed to want to indulge in risky sex and like she's into the idea of shooting somebody. You know, oh, she sure is. There's that scene, like <laughs> there's the scene where she goes to her friend's party and they've tried to set her up with uh with Matt McCoy, mm-hmm. uh, who Matt, Matt McCoy, no. No, it's not Matt McCoy. Who is it? What's his name? Eh, I can't he's remember. A, the I partner from Deja Vu. He's in Crimson Tide as well. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. one of those guys. He's the one who says, you don't put on a condom unless you're going to fuck. Yeah, exactly. Matt that- McCoy is Lloyd Braun. Yeah. Right, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> different guy. Anyway, so <laughs> Although, I mean, they, set her, they set her up with this dude, and, uh, and she kind of, she doesn't not like him, but she's like, this is not my dude. This guy's not for me. And so she just fucking ruthlessly intimidates him. Well, he as soon as he hears, she's a game. And then as soon as he hears that she's a cop, he's like, fuck that. I'm he, a, yeah, he gives I'm her a, a hard time about it. He's like, you're a girl cop, huh? And she's just like, she totally dominates him. Everybody in this, and this is interesting, in this time, this day and age, I find this incredibly not believable at, at its time. Everybody in this character hates cops. <laughs> yeah. Laurie Strode's family hates 
hates cops. Yeah. Her dad's like, my daughter's a fucking cop. As a white guy I, <laughs> in New York, I hate cops. I I like. I what? actually like. I actually like like this movie. And part of it is just I like the texture of Catherine Bigelow's direction. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is just like and like the Red Fidel score and stuff. Yeah. Like it's like a lot of it was like that 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 I enjoyed of it. And like honestly, like Ron Silver is fucking awesome. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> mega. every time he's like killing people and rubbing it is blood, mega. rubbing bloody that's like clothes all over himself. You're like yeah. whatever. But I'm like, I'm, so I'm kind of, so I'm kind of like, well, I mean, I'm, I mean, whatever. What you don't, you don't think that's fun? It, it is fun. That's, but that might be my favorite scene. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's just fucking stupid. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Just, yeah, naked it's definitely on a ridiculous. rooftop, going like, ah. Yeah, he's just barking <laughs> at the fucking moon, like a parody of this sort of shit. <laughs> right, I like Bananas. it. Yeah, well, I think it's so heightened. But, you know? but, <laughs> I, and, but I'm saying, I mean, I'm, I'm saying that that, like, I like all that stuff. And then there's the, the like fucking subplot with her parents just pisses me off because Ugh. it's so dumb and goes Nurse ratchet. And goes is, is nowhere, it and then ends. It, it ends with a, a scene with her and her dad in a car. And like they talk, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because I'm angry. Okay, and they like, and you're like, what? But it's like starts with them at dinner, and both of those actors are great. But they, it's just like we, it's just weird, and it's like they, it's only to ha- for a late a scene later where Ron Silver shows up when she's gone. I think I, I like I like the stuff with the parents. I think it's really important for Jamie Lee Curtis's character like, to it, see what, like the violent home that she came from and yeah. like the way that her dad treated her mom. It's like a trigger point for her. I just feel like it's I feel like it's half assed because yeah. I feel because like when it, the, or the first scene we're introduced to them, we don't know anything about we still by the end of the movie I feel like I still know anything about this dad character who in the first scene where she they're in she's he's like I have a cop, goddamn cop for a daughter and you're like why doesn't he why is that and then the movie the movie never I mean, answers that question I, except that like I he think hits, it's he hits I his, think it's because he hates women and he hates the idea that she might have power yeah Ooh, okay. he doesn't hate cops sure. he hates that, that his daughter is a woman and is a cop. 100 percent could yeah. be possible yeah but i don't know and, and i just i find i found that whole thing i don't think that it should be taken out i just yeah. wish that it had been like better there's yeah. a, i feel like i feel like it's and i feel like their conversation in the car i don't know it's almost like ah you're okay dad <laughs> that's what that's you literally know? what happens because like she goes, she, it's like the, why, and I just, why, why do you keep hitting my mom all the time he's like because i get angry and she's like well yeah okay yeah i just i feel like that i, I think that in a movie, I think in a movie under, that i like a lot of that i think stuff. you're underselling that she's not just like letting him off the hook she's just like i'm done with you i don't care anymore well eh, maybe she should because eh. she just takes him back to uh to the apartment where she i think lives I think, with her mom i think one of some of us are overselling her. it and some of us are underselling this is but this is really like one of the but a Louise Fletcher is great, yeah. and uh, whoever sure. the dad is, who's a guy I recognize, they're yeah, yeah, both yeah. good. I just—it's like the, that thing where it's like we are some parents who are gonna yell in a few scenes. I'm abused. What's going on? Eh, well, we got paid. Let's go home now. <laughs> they're, 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 and the rest, of the, the rest of the movie, I feel like has like more, has like a little more depth. Even like I even think like the stuff with Ron Silver, even though he goes crazy really fast, I feel like well, I feel like we're supposed to think that this guy was already crazy. Yeah, that gun, having having a gun just pushed him over the edge. Right. So. I don't. Know. I like all that stuff. Anyway, he just sets the gun down on his uh, <laughs> on his desk and stares at it. Is like, hmm, guns, huh? Guns. And then he carves carves her name into the bullets. Yeah, and stuff. he sure does. <laughs> I like the. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure this drives you crazy that that like <laughs> she shoots Tom Sizemore. So and many times. That's fucking awesome. She blows him away. Yeah, it's great. Then then Ron Silver steals the gun and 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 takes off. 
And then because they don't have the weapon that Tom Sizemore allegedly was was going to use in the course of his robbery, they're like, did he really have a gun? Yeah. Did he really have a gun? And it's uh, like, there were other witnesses. I'm sure they, they can corroborate they that he say, had a gun. They say, we, they say we, we talked to, the, uh, we talked to the, the clerk, and he said, well, it could have been a knife. <laughs> That's a line in the movie. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, so they, so they, they're like, I mean, the, the script is trying to cover its bases. Yeah. But it is stupid. It is. It's totally ridiculous. <laughs> this would. This also. Make, this would not make sense then. It certainly doesn't make sense now that no. the cops are all like, "We really need to get the, to the bottom of this shooting, right. And we're not on your side." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because all the witnesses there would testify that the guy that was shot, whether he had a gun or a knife, was yeah, threatening to was murder them and matter? rob the place. Yeah. Like so, like whatever. The cops would just. I feel like the cops would just. Go like they here's shot a, a punk. We have a gun that we have yes. a gun from an unsolved murder. Now it's this gun. And right. the guy, who you know wins, what I mean? The guy, who <laughs> the guy who's the clerk working at the grocery store has a gun pointed in his fucking face yeah. for minutes on end and is like, can't verify that there <laughs> yeah. was a gun because he was so scared. <laughs> it's absurd. Sure. That that scene also like I like I, I do love a lot of the the, the direction and, and stuff, but there's that's. Tom Sizemore is like robbing the place and she sees him from across the street and then she like her partner's taking a piss and she's like I gotta decide whether to okay she runs so she runs across the street and goes in the back door anyway the, 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 this robber this Tom Sizemore robbery is taking a long time long time, time yeah is all. I got robbed at gunpoint once at a movie theater and it took about that long yeah and nobody it was can, like this guy went this guy had a gun pointed at me I looked at it and he's I was like give me all the money there you go the cash register here you and go went, here you go and he left yeah. nobody can verify that he has a gun because there was a rack of potato chips right. yeah yeah it's the rack of potato chips from blood work. <laughs> or from true crime, I guess. Yeah. I can't tell you if it was a gun. Like this is one thing. I when I when I'm I did not get, sure. It could have been a knife. Robbed, when I did get robbed at gunpoint, I you I, did know it was a gun. I did know it was like three days later. The cops came by with like the mug shots with the of different guys, and I was like, I you know, it was like it right. could have been it could have been fifty of those guys. Yeah. Like they all, you know, it was like I don't know. I don't know what the guy's face looked like. Really, mm-hmm. I kind of do. But I do know he had a gun pointed at me, right. and it wasn't a fucking knife. I don't know. I was so scared of uh, whatever. I was so scared of the gun he was pointing at me. I couldn't tell. What I couldn't kind of, tell if it was a gun or a knife. A gun, man, that's so scared. That is so scared. Yeah. You just black out this little area in front of you. But I think uh, I think it's important that the movie. Yes, it's a total contrivance that the movie needs in order to make its point and to start the plot. Mm. Um, and I can see that that is extremely frustrating. It frustrates me. I wish this thing was like more <laughs> tightly constructed but i think it's more important that they don't believe her and they don't not believe her because the guy can't identify a gun or a knife they don't believe her because she's a woman yeah well woman a and also that was literally her first day yeah her first day on the force not not a and, good look. and as you say she didn't do the right thing like they're and they're right to attack her for it because she should have gotten back up and waited yeah, you know what I mean. And Instead, then she a, rolled in there because she wants to be that cop. And then there's a scene that you know, admirably, I suppose, but is also just adds to the frustration of the movie where uh, Clancy Brown shows up and he's like, "I'm the gonna be your love interest later on." <laughs> it's it's uh, I don't know. Uh, you make a lot of bad decisions. Uh, and and at one point he's there, there, there. He's also like, "I heard I, like all police officers, I hear that one of my fellow cops shot someone. I'm against that cop. Mm-hmm. We need to get to the bottom of this." 
reality. Yeah, one and, bad uh, apple spoils the bunch. And, he, and, uh-huh. she, and she's like, uh, she's like arguing her point, and he's like, "Oh, you knew it was a gun, and this and that. All right, we'll do, uh, react how you would react in this moment." And then he reaches into his uh, into his coat, yeah, and yeah. pulls something out, and she's cl- and she goes, "Bam, bam, bam." Or, or like clicks her gun or whatever, yeah. and then he's got a comb, and you're like, "Well, geez, <laughs> she's mm. <laughs> she's maybe not. Maybe she should be pulled off the street." Yeah, they're, they're that's very. Pretty, that's they're pretty just, bad. They're just very. They're a terrible very demonstration angry. of that issue, but still, I guess so. they're very <laughs> angry about her shooting a guy on her first day, and you're like, eh, "I don't know that they it, would be." It that definitely. Upset. I mean, yeah, yeah, but I think it's like it's heightened because the movie's trying to make that very specific oh, yeah. point, you know? Yeah. yeah. And in 1990. Stupid shit in cop movies would not be as carefully parsed no, as no, I think no. we're parsing it. It's true. You know, I yeah, mean, like... That's our job now, though. Oh, yeah, exactly. But I did see this movie for the first time in, I don't know, the mid-90s, yeah, and yeah. I found it frustrating then. Frustrating. Not, probably not for the same... The, the, right. the, the reasons of, like, the, the, the police... Uh, and the way that they behave, I didn't even think. Right, about you wouldn't have thought about that. Now it's yeah. just it's just the way that this movie uh, sets up that Jamie Lee Curtis is the hero of the movie, and then undermines her and makes her stupid, and yeah. then and then for the entire way through, it just it just feels like it's dragging itself out and won't let her ever catch a break. Uh, I, it's just like watching this movie. You're just like, oh, it's <laughs> just the opposite of entertaining. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I have a similar problem with Thelma and Louise. Interesting. A movie that I still love and is just great. But, like, they're shitty at being criminals. <laughs> they make every wrong decision. They could have gotten away with it if they had just been smart about it. Yeah. Now, the movie is about how the deck is totally stacked against them, that they're in a world that right. is totally aligned against them and will stop at, any, stop at nothing to get them out of the way and to punish them. But also, if you're trying to escape to Mexico, maybe change cars. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, Gina Davis's character, after her shitty husband and the abuse she suffered at the hands of the, the shitty rapist, uh, deserves to pick up Brad Pitt and bone him in a motel room and just have a great sexual experience. Maybe this isn't a good time to do that. <laughs> you know? Things are pretty well, heightened. Well, she's, she's also not presented as the, the necessarily sure, the that's smart fine. one. That's fine. But you know, Louise... Does dumb stuff too? Yeah, yeah. You know, like don't don't change, don't don't call your boyfriend. Uh, my my favorite one Hanson in Manson. one of the best scenes in the movie is when they blow up that trucker's car. Mm. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> don't don't stop to. Of course he's gonna report that he saw you there. You know what I mean? So like I see what you're getting at because like the the movie is doing one thing. In this case, not something that you find exciting, but for me, yes, I think it's really awesome. And it's totally undermining itself at the same time. Yeah, um, that's a ju- that's just an accident. I think of it being dated and also like loosely structured at best. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think I just love. I like I said, I loved. I like how it looks and mm-hmm. stuff. I like all the. I, I love the even the shit where they're like in the cab. I don't know. Yeah. It's so like the fucking, rain, blue and it's red. It's so like Scott Scott Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Skin. It's like that. Like it's got that Cameron blue, that early Cameron yeah, blue. Yeah, I don't know, but it, but it's but it's Bigelow, so it's lots of like yeah. Yeah. Bigelow it's puts, lots of puts like the work shallow in. focus and mm-hmm. like close yeah. ups and shit. It's lots and of slow mo, you know, and it's, it's yeah, tableau like. Yep. Yeah, I, I love that's I so I I kind of just I kind of just love watching it. Yeah, but I mean. Uh, uh, well, at the same time, kind of rolling my eyes, a honestly, lot, like rolling my eyes a lot during it. But like, I was like, like the just the look of it and the feel of mm-hmm. it and the, like the texture. And even when they're on their date and stuff, it's kind of like, oh, I mean, even though you know he's it the feels, fucking psycho, but it always feels like really intense. Like something terrible is always about to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hon- honestly, it's like the. <laughs> 
Catherine Bigelow directing this movie so awesomely becomes and also becomes a liability during yeah. that final scene, that 15 to 20 minutes where he Ron, uh, Ron Silver keeps popping up and escaping over yeah. and over again. <laughs> yeah. oh. It's so frustrating because it drags yeah. it out even longer and, and, and it adds extra gravity and coolness to a thing that is profoundly stupid and yeah. ridiculous. I do love that like he escapes and then he goes to her apartment <laughs> yeah. and then they go back there and have sex. I, just, I think <laughs> that's really there. funny. He just keeps, kill, keep, keeps killing people. She keeps shooting him. He escapes. Like he's by, by the end of the movie, he's like rooting in the dirt. He's covered in filth and sweat. He's practically just a naked, <laughs> a naked feral man running around, and no one can stop him. <laughs> it's just like what the fuck. I think I, I I really think Ron Silver is fun in this too, though. He is like really. He's like he's like oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna chew into this. Oh yeah, hardcore. Like he's, I, really, he's really fun to watch. I like the stuff where like you know she. She sleeps with Clancy Brown, which is an ill-advised decision, and, and you know, <laughs> yeah, no matter what. But she, that that she's that like we're we're getting a female protagonist that's getting to do this stuff. You know what I mean? That's that's being shown taking these kinds of risks, uh, and it's not it like it's not she doesn't sleep with him because she's like afraid or she is like falling in love with him. She just wants to fuck him. Yeah, you know, and I just think that's cool. Well, it's yeah, because I think that was what was missing from the last movie we right. talked about, where it was sort of like, well, why can't she just want to fuck a guy? Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that's the yeah, it's scolding her. I mean, but although like you know, ultimately her character is getting punished over and over again in this movie too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like not only her, but her fucking sweet best friend yeah, gets, gets murdered, away. and then she goes like, he did it, and he goes, well. uh... Richard Jenkins shows up and goes like, "Well, she said she didn't see his Richard face, Jenkins. Uh, so he's got to he's got to go." Yeah, Richard Jenkins is a slimy lawyer who keeps getting yeah. him off. It's almost I mean, it's almost like a yeah, it is it is like almost like a black comedy yeah. at some point where but the movie's taking itself so seriously that it never quite becomes a comedy, but it's almost a comedy how how much they can't get this guy well, who's they, who literally told her Right. I I did it. I did it. He he didn't tell anybody else that, of right. course, because he wants them to go like think she's crazy a little. Well, but I, like I, he, he's like his plan is his plan is like to drive this lady crazy and then she'll kill him. Right. And he'll get off on that. The ultimate. The ult- What does he say? He says something about like. Oh fuck! I forgot. Something about getting off, but like that the ultimate one is de- the death. Dead, death yeah. is like, so it's like you're like oh okay this guy wants to die. He wants to suicide by. By cop, ja- but by this cop specifically. He wants to suicide specifically by this lady cop. It's got this Eros Thanatos thing. He fucks her, then he wants her to kill him. Yeah. Uh, I like the. I like the. I think again, the thing works in a different way. Like, uh, it's ridiculous how they can't arrest this guy. They actually do arrest him for it, and then like he manages to slip through their fingers again because of the sleazy lawyer. Uh, but it's like the contrast between how much punishment she has taken departmentally. And how no one believes her is contrasted with how this guy just has to say, wasn't me, even though we know he did it and he told her he did it. And everybody's like, we can't do anything about it. You know, another another unaccountable man. Yep. Um, and by the end, like you were talking about the uh, just on a, on a different part of the movie, how he's like this naked, feral thing that no one can stop. I mean, he's a manifestation psychologically of every aggressive man. I, li- yeah. I, I, I figured like, it had to be something like yeah. that. I like that yeah. about it. I like that he's like, that's what I, li- I like. I, w- I wish they they got almost had like gone for and turned him more into a monster. Yeah. Because like that part where he's like rubbing the dead lady's bloody clothes all over him. 
that's like fucking great. Yeah. And that's straight out of like that's straight out of like a horror movie or some kind of like, like whoa, this is this is too much. Even the first scene where he murders the guy, the yeah. first murder, is like he just like <laughs> fucking blows a dude away. Yeah. He wants and it's like and they like they like get his MO like he wants well like turned around and like oh he wants to see he their wants faces. wants to see their faces. Yeah. The guy when he's with the Ron Silver is like slowly pulling out his gun and like looking at the gun and looking at the guy at some <laughs> old dude and the guy's like what are you what are you doing buddy? What, what, what are you up to over <laughs> he here? Just and then there and he, he gets and he, killed. And he's like slowly turning he's like whoa whoa are you turning that gun on me? Don't do that. No no no, no don't point the gun at me. Whoa certainly don't think about pulling the trigger. Absolutely Absolutely not. That would be a bad, bad thing. Oh, bad, bad. You shot me. And then he, yeah, you shot me right in the chest. This is going to kill me. I swear to God. What, what, what's going on, buddy? Oh, jeez. Fucking God. Down like, I go. It's like Harv like Presnell getting shot in Fargo. And Rod Silver. And Rod Silver is one of these killers who just like, ah, killing is the truth and it's beautiful. I'm, I really snapped fast. I think it's fucked up that. Uh, I think that he. I think he snapped, but I think he was on his way there. Oh yeah. For I, sure. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe the movie needed a scene with him being crazy before. I don't think so. I think that it's like, nah. I think it. I think it's pretty heavily implied that he was nuts before, and that like him talking to himself and have, hearing voices isn't because he found a gun. Right. It's because that was what he was doing before, but now he has a gun. Right. <laughs> I think that it's cool and fucked up that Ron Silver is the only one who is the only man in the movie, the only person in the movie really, who is like compelled and respects compelled by and respects her power. That's true. Mm-hmm. And and her and and understands the thing that they see in each other, the thing specifically that he sees in her is the desire to fucking kill someone. Okay. She wants to shoot somebody. She, she says so. She says it uh, in ways that are implied to be ironically. Sure, but that's not where he, like she she doesn't want it to like people go like uh, she's twice asked like why did you want to be a cop and she says some sort of answer along the lines like, of like because I wanted to smash people's fucking heads in. But that's to make that's to like make that guy uncomfortable. Yeah, yes. but I also think that she secretly means it. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. I mean, she really did try to blast Clancy Brown for for that comb. So <laughs> yeah. she's got she's uh, got she's, a hair trigger. She's got a hair trigger. But like throughout throughout the uh, like Clancy Brown is they, they're partnered up and he's like oh great I gotta be partnered up with this broad blah 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 but like eventually he's like I I I trust you implicitly and you are a good cop and you're like what evidence do you have that you, like <laughs> that she doesn't do anything she, to like earn his she trust. fucked him and afterwards and this is before she, fucks, before him she too. fucks him and bef- and like she because he dies of, he like, gets tr- shot he's like immediately I, after I, I trust you and then she and then and then she what she like handcuffs him to his own car and almost gets him killed and then and then the, and then he's like I'm fine with that. Yeah, she's like goes, sorry No, about, you're not. You shouldn't about, be fine with that. You I'm really shouldn't. sorry about that. It's okay. No, it's not. It's not okay. It's not okay. That guy had a gun to your head and she just bit she bit you were barely spared. The you only reason saved. he didn't get killed is because Ron Ron really chewed on it and was like I want you to really think about how I'm holding a gun to your head. Hold uh, on a second. I've got, a, I've got a speech from Hamlet I need to read <laughs> yes. to you first. I'm going to count to 50 and then I'm pulling the trigger. I'm going to count slowly. 1 1000. Two, two Mississippi, <laughs> three something. And then when he's at like fourteen, Jamie Lee Curtis knock like shoots him four times and he runs away. Or hey, whatever. stop! <laughs> That's my Jamie Lee Curtis impression. Solid, solid <laughs> stuff. Stop, freeze. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I like that shootout when the, where she's chasing him through the streets. She's yeah. hiding behind a hot dog cart. Oh, this is at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. he's hiding behind the hot dog cart, and you see his little feet pushing it. Yeah, I love that shit. She's it's really well directed. Hot, hot dogs I mean, are exploding. News, yeah. news to nobody: Catherine direct Catherine Bigel can shoot a fucking action. It's scene. all fucking well shot and yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
So how does this the the, the the ending is the part that really just sends me over the, yeah. <laughs> over the edge. Well, it's where, like fifteen minutes where he like gets away from that, and then and then Clancy Brown and Jamie Lee Curtis go back to her place where Ron Silver already He's is. There. Already is. He yeah. went to her place to to like pull a bullet out of his arm and wash up. <laughs> yeah, he does his predator field trim scene. And then he's like, oh, I guess I'll just hide. I, I can't go anywhere. I better hide. And, and then he, so he, as he listens to them have sex. Yeah. <laughs> and then Clancy Brown's like, all right, we're done having sex. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Uh, Ron Silver uh, wraps his gun up in a towel, shoots Clancy Brown. She doesn't hear a thing. Very good towel wrapping. Yeah, that's and a, then, a uh, bit ridiculous. And then, and then Ron Silver, this, you know, rapes her. Yeah. Pops out of the bathroom, butt naked, rapes her. And it's like all very all slow motion and horrifying. And the, she like what? Pistol whips him with a gun, shoots him here. So he's shot and naked. Twice. Goes, That's twice he's been shot. He's been shot twice. <laughs> he, he runs out of the place. And then uh, she and then like they're like, oh, that's sorry that that happened to you. We'll take you to the hospital. She's like, no, I'm going to find him on my own. And they're like, great. Whatever. <laughs> 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 Fucking whatever. And uh, and she and she just randomly and at this point like she is never ahead of, she's never one step ahead of him at all he's just, like following her the entire way he got clothes on again uh, maybe there should be a scene where he like picks clothes off of a clothesline <laughs> for all we know he killed somebody for yeah, yeah. killed yeah. someone for clothes and then she goes down to a subway station and then he's like hello <laughs> and then she sh- and then he then she shoots him again and he escapes again. <laughs> And she goes up. <laughs> fucking Christ! <laughs> it's just this. Uh, it's just, I just love it's how it keeps, the movie's already been going frust- and going and going. It's like a double down. It like the, she must be. It, they're definitely trying to do something that I just don't like because the, this ending is like a distilled version of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just making the subtext text. For like you, you yeah, can't stop it. Yeah, I mean that's, that's very Eric Red too. Yeah, it's yeah. just like right there, and it's he, he's going to sacrifice everything for that. Yeah, you know. It's very, it's very frustrating. Yeah, I can and see it, it bothered me the first time. Yeah. It, you know, I just love at this time. at that point the movie is like, uh, you know, it starts at ten and at this point it, it's at twenty five. You know, like it's just been screaming and shouting the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And so by the time it's like wrapping up, I'm just like exhausted. It's just like, oh my god, I can't really take any more of this. It's like adrenaline. It's so high. <laughs> I love it. There's a scene it's like where... the magnolia of cop movies. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. an interesting take. Huh. <laughs> I enjoy Magnolia more. Though. <laughs> well, I definitely enjoy Magnolia, and I don't like that movie very much. I think that Magnolia, Magnolia has what you'd call funny parts. <laughs> 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 this movie does exist in that movie world that's frustrating to me. Which it, it is funny, but I think it's I think the, some of the stuff that's funny to me isn't intentional. But it exists in that world of that that like kind of humorless movie world. Yeah. At times yeah, yeah. where it's like everything is very dark and serious, and you're like, okay, not everything though. <laughs> <laughs> not everything though. Poor Elizabeth Pena. As soon as she, as soon as she's in the whatever at the very beginning, I'm like, she's dead. I, yeah. I, I mean, I'd seen know. it before, but I had forgotten a lot of the movie. And it's sure. like, Jamie, I just want you to know, I love you and adore you. I'm your best friend in the world. It would be a real <laughs> shame if I died. A real shame. Yeah, right. I'm like all you got. I have a, I have a husband who loves me and a cute kid, and I live. I seem like my life is perfect. So I, I'm definitely gonna make it all the way through this movie. I love. I'm I definitely love not gonna uh, get brutally murdered when halfway she, when through. When she gets killed, the the cops are like. Well, she didn't see his face. Yeah. It's like, jeez. Wow. <laughs> that bad part, too. He, he pops up, grabs her from behind, and shoots Elizabeth Pena. And, and this is another uh, unbelievably frustrating scene where Elizabeth Pena turns around, and, uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis goes, run! Oh, run! She's like, and she what's goes, happening? Ah! And, then it, well, then it all turns and she's slow-mo. Like, and it's in slow-mo, so who knows? But like, right. Jamie Lee Curtis like is knocking the gun away from that is pointed at Elizabeth Pena, and this goes on and on. And and Elizabeth she's just Pena not is running. Just going, ah! <laughs> oh, She's not no. running or like ducking or anything. 
But and I mean, you know, I and don't then know. The, and then the scene where it becomes the, the height of its cable guyness is, <laughs> yeah. is this this scene uh, right after uh, Jamie Lee Curtis threatens to arrest her dad. She takes him. She's like, "All right, well, maybe maybe go easy on my mom." <laughs> Maybe hit her a little less if you can. Whatever, and then he takes she takes him home, and and, and the dad's uh, dad's like, yeah, we had us, we had a little heart to heart. Who who's this guy? And Ron Silver has like showed up at the house, and he's like, hello, I'm Jamie Lee Curtis's friend. Yeah, and Jamie Lee Curtis couldn't be more like clearly with her body language and everything. Couldn't be more like I I hate this guy. This man is I'm afraid of this man. And uh, the parents are like, hey, welcome to our home. And this guy who's like this abusive uh, <laughs> cop-hating guy is like, would you like some sodas or something? How can I make you more at home? <laughs> welcome. Any friend of hers is a friend of ours. Yep. I am a wonderful, loving guy. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? It's all, it's all the same Want line. some Stella like... Dora breakfast treats? Sorry, I just, yeah. re- I just listened to that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally the couple from that ad. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, God. Uh... I mean, I mean, I know I keep harping on this, but that's the same thing. It's like everybody trusts him; nobody listens to her. Yeah. And every time he appears, uh, the 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 action scenes, the like the the murders get protracted out to this extremely long thing, and it's like a nightmare of her inability to control the situation. Yeah. It's the the thing that she craves. The reason she's a cop is so that she can make the rules. She can be in control. And she can exercise force. Um, and so every time you're frustrated, so is she. Yeah. I mean, if he, it's intentional. Yeah. It's just whether or not you enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Or if not. you don't, I mean, yeah. If you said like a nightmare, and it's, that's quite true. There's a lot of scenes in this movie, especially the ones where they slow into slow motion, that are like that nightmare phenomenon where a thing happens slowly and mm-hmm. you just can't stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it seems like you could stop it, you just can't stop and it because of nightmare rules. There is an actual nightmare where she falls out of a helicopter. That's yeah. right. That's, uh, that's a cool Also, shot. Also, that part in the helicopter, uh, that's not how that's not how it works talking in a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know, and I know, I don't want to be, be pedantic about that kind of shit. But like, where they're just sort of like, "Hi, we're having a conversation in a helicopter." Oh, we're it's just a dream helicopter. Quietly. No, but that's before the dream. Oh, okay. There's actually they actually go fly around in a helicopter, yeah. and he's like, "I'm really into you," and she's oh, like, yeah, "I guess yeah. let's make out in this helicopter." And you're like, "You wouldn't be able to hear each other." <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about my? I've helicopter? only been in a helicopter once. You like it in this fun. helicopter? I want to go in a helicopter. That sounds fun. It was fun, but you have to wear headphones. You have to wear. You can't like. It's like this. You can't like. T- yeah, you can't actually talk to each other because the helicopter's uh <laughs> is very loud. Is it like? Is it like um how it is in the movies when people are wearing the headsets in helicopters? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was like. Oh, okay. It was a guy flying us over. So it doesn't sound like the way we can hear each other now, which is very crisp and clear. Mm. It's more. It's more like movie helicopters. Yeah, like, it's like movie. So that's helicopter. real. Yeah, that's real. Wow. But the way I've they, always wanted to know about this. The way they do not it in really. this movie, not real. <laughs> I'm talking puke city. <laughs> Industrial strength kind of puke. <laughs> Next time, Jack, send a goddamn memo. Uh, well, we got anything more well, to I mean, say I'm, about it? I'm up for whatever you guys want to talk about. This movie does a monsters, uh, monsters dead, uh, the end sort of mm-hmm. thing. If I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. She just like she's I, I, wish it had, a, I wish it had curtain call credit so Ron Silver would be like smiling and happy at the end. <laughs> no, it'd be the shot of him digging, in the, digging <laughs> in the dirt by the tree. No, it, it, the would be, it would be from the outtake would be from that scene. So he'd be like covered in dirt and naked and just like smiling and happy, covered in sweat. I mean, he, 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 most he, of the time when he most of the time when he's doing his crazy maniac rampages, he's got this 
ridiculous fucking grin on he his should, face. It anyway. should be him. It should be it should, the the curtain call shot would be him like holding the gun and looking at it and going like, "Oh, what? Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> me worry?" Or he shoots the he pulls the trigger on the gun and a little bang flag yeah. comes out. Nah, and he like winks, shrug. <laughs> yeah, here's the part where uh, where he's the uh, he's just like this is after he's killed people and now he's starting to now he's starting to hear voices like his brain is catching up oh we better make you sure you have the full psychotic experience and he's just like this is him by himself and she's like what who are you why are you talking to me you are god eugene but unto, and then he's just immediately he's like talking like a Bible lunatic. But unto them that fear your name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. Stop talking to me. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you dead? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, I love that shit just because I was like, well, I guess this is why I'm watching this movie. Yeah. You know, I was like, I was into that. I just I, also I think Ron Silver's whole performance is like fun. He's totally great. It's just unhinged. <laughs> At the at the end of her date, things go uh, south really fast when they're making out and uh, and she, she, um, they're up in his apartment and uh, and he's like, "All right, uh, before we uh, do it, take out your gun and hold it. Yeah, just take it. I want to see you with your gun." And she's like, "What? What are you going to talk about?" And she's like, "I have found my brightness." And she's like, "God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh man!" <laughs> Ah, I wish she'd said that. Or she could. Oh, god damn it! No, <laughs> son <laughs> of a bitch! You, you're having a psychotic break, aren't you? You, god damn it! Yeah, you are you the guy? Oh fuck! You're, you're the, the guy. guy. There's Shit. a really funny scene at the end where uh, I think that her friend has been killed. Really, a really funny <laughs> scene at the end. <laughs> it's not supposed to be, but uh, <laughs> funnier than anything in the Cable Guy, though. Oh, oh hey, no. I, I like the Cable Guy. Yeah, it's not good. Oh, it's a suspense movie. We can do it. <laughs> Do we have to? No, we don't have to. Uh, Somebody stop him! <laughs> no, but she's like in a hospital, and like I think Elizabeth Pena's died. Maybe Clancy Brown has also been shot at this point. But he's going to be okay. Yeah, and, she, and she's like in the hospital room, and a cop comes up to her and brings her meal, or, or maybe a somebody comes up to her and brings her meal and goes, "Boy, you sure have been through a lot." And she punches <laughs> him in the face, <laughs> and like takes and then like oh, and she like steals his, his uniform. Takes his uniform. That's why, that's why then, she punches him. Yeah. And then there's yeah. a close up of, and then there's a. Uh, a close-up of her... Uh, this is one of my favorite images her, in the movie. Of her sneakers. My fa- one of my favorite shots. Which I which, which is, just thought was funny because it ties in with the type oh, rope. Because it was like her wearing a cop uniform. She's got... Not she's her got, cop uniform and sneakers. She's got Chuck Taylor's. Yeah. CTs. Where, and, 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 the cop, and wearing the cop uniform. I just love that shot. Every Frank time Miller's I watch a fan that, of this movie? Oh, man. I bet he is. <laughs> 100%. Every time I watch this movie, that shot always just sort of strikes me. I always love it. It sort of feels like emblematic of the whole vibe of her character. Yeah. Anyway. And well, she punches that guy. Yeah. That poor cop was being nice to me. <laughs> you sure have been through a lot. Oh, now I have. <laughs> now I've been Jeez, through a lot. Jeez, why'd you have to bring me into your <laughs> shitty world, lady? <laughs> Go be a cop somewhere else. Uh, ratings. Four Juds. Mm. Love this movie. Mm. For for all the reasons stated. Uh, I'm going to give it like a good three Douglases. Mm. Sex scenes. Ron Silver's gross. Mm-hmm, that's for sure. <laughs> also, he's like a maggot chud, or he was. There's a scene uh, where she was he. He was a big conservative dude, yeah. But he yeah. died before. He died before maggot. He was he pretty. Fli- he yeah. f- yes, he flipped. No, he flipped over to uh, to George W. Bush after 9/11, right. and then he actually voted for Obama. Later oh, did he? Well, then I was one I, of those guys. I retract my statement. Yeah, I don't now. think. I mean, I think he was like he was like one of those guys that was conservative. But oh, I, don't I thought think, he. I, I thought he went was, nuts. He I, did, it was in my memory that he was like he went James. He Woods. died before the new this new uh, 
whatever we right. want to call him. These fucking Forgive me, Ron Silver. I in hope you're not defense, roasting in hell. He was probably just conservative because of Islamophobia. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> anyway, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna give it like three juds for the sex scenes, and yeah. like, I like, I like her, uh, I like her sort of sexual aggressiveness. I think that's cool. Yes, the, the one, the one scene that made me really, that made me more frustrated that I couldn't like this character, and that they wouldn't, that, that, that this character was handled the way it was, is this where she meets up with Ron Silver like the second time, and it's like I'm gonna take you on a date, and she's like, No, you're not. Like she just starts making out with him like yeah. real hard on the street, and it's like Jamie Lee Curtis, man, just going for it. Yeah, well, she kind of cool. had, she had the impulse. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, she had I, I like that. I like she that aspect of the movie and, a lot. And also, this character, she kind of walks a tightrope. Ooh, like, oh my! <laughs> and uh, oh boy, I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, Chuck Taylors with the cop uniform. Yeah, baby. Uh, one and a half stars. <laughs> Brutal. Wow. One and a half. Jets. Brutal. I don't wow. like. I don't like this movie Damn. at all. That is way lower than I thought you were gonna go. That's hard. I, it's, hard, it's higher than I want to give it. I gotta give it credit because Catherine Big. It, it does look good, and Catherine Bigelow directs the hell out of these Damn. scenes. Probably too well. Uh, it, it is just one of these movies that rubs me the wrong way, and that I find frustrating and irritating from start to finish. Um, it's just like a movie that is like daring me to keep watching it. Like, guy, come on, keep watching this movie. I day, I'm gonna keep kicking you in the nuts. I don't give a fuck whether you like me or not. Uh, so that's I don't like that. <laughs> uh, two Douglases. They don't really show anything in the sex scenes, but I mean, naked. <laughs> yeah, na- yeah. There, there is a really pretty nasty rape scene too. Um, and then uh, Ron Silver just naked on a rooftop, bathing himself in blood. Well, you gotta give it that. <laughs> that really does happen. Um, uh, shit! What happens in that? I don't know. And then a uh, hundred extreme close-ups of a gun at the in the during the <laughs> opening credits. Yeah, it is pretty uh, cool looking. I do love that. Yeah, the f- gun fetish opening credits. Guns, won't you? It's a lot like Magnum Force. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I do like this. The like uh, score too. It's mm-hmm. like that. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Showing just shots of. These extreme close-ups of gun parts. I would like a movie that had a score that was just Kevin Clark going. We can make that happen, Hollywood. Yeah, (laughs) I'd do it. I wouldn't charge much either. I would charge. I would charge some, but yeah, I mean, I'm reasonable. My Uh, rates are reasonable. Yeah. Uh, I'm going three Juds. I like it. I don't think it's great. I don't hate. I certainly don't hate it. <laughs> I think that. I, mean, I think a lot of the stuff that you don't like in it is totally. I don't know. I just. I. I like. I like the the direction of the movie. And stuff. I think a lot of the stuff I don't like in it is the way it's supposed to be. But yeah. like, what can you do? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll give it two and a half. Douglases. That stuff at the end is. It, it's like gets. The Ron Silver's whole thing is real gross. Yeah. He's rubbing himself down with that dead lady's bloody clothes. <laughs> yeah. And then he. And then the the like rape scene at the end is like. Very like, and he's just running around. And he, a lot of the time, he's running around naked and feral and shit. It's not even that it's like for like sleazy sex stuff. It's more like just Ron Silver's whole deal. Even when he's just going to dig up his gun in the uh, right, he's, he's like gun. covered in dirt, and you're like, ah, what, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's going to start hissing at you, my precious, and shit like that. <laughs> fuck, ah, oh, whoa, geez, this guy really, fucking, he's gone. Uh, and. Wait, what did you give it? What did you say? Douglas's? No, the what was your last rating? Did oh, you give it one? Close up gun close ups. Oh, right, right. Fuck. What happens in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. Ten out of ten uh hot dog hot dog stand shields. Shit. Yeah, well, you know, that does happen. 
It's undeniable. Ten out of ten dudes who don't believe Jamie Lee Curtis. She <laughs> says what happened. That's in the movie. a good one. I like definitely got to be. There's at least ten. <laughs> there's at least ten. Yeah. Ugh. How many? How many shows in a row has Dick Jenkins made an appearance? He's I was thinking about this. We might need. We might need an enterprising uh, individual <laughs> to tally that list because he seems like it seems like every episode yeah. he's in one of the he's movies. He's popped up Dick quite. A, he's popped up. I love. I love Richard Jenkins too. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. But and he's, he's always cool. looked like that. Yep. He's. I oh, know. I love it. He's like. It's like he had like dark hair. Mm-hmm. And now he has like gray hair. Yeah, but it's the same. He just has that kind of. A and bit he's of played hair. like a lawyer guy in like like a bunch of them. Yeah, like there was only absolute power. It's like, oh, he's an assassin. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's very weird. Inspired. Well, in, in Sea of Love, he's he's uh, yeah, he's like a cop or a something. Cop. He's yeah, the cop who's uh, fucking stupin, stupin, stupin. He cucks Pacino. Richard Jenkins cucks Pacino. Dick Jenkins cucks Pacino. What's worse, Jenkins cucking Pacino or Eastwood cucking uh, Leary? <laughs> Eastwood cucking Eastwood Leary, cucking Eastwood. Leary is great. Absolutely, because it's ridiculous. That movie also is like people fucking hate cops. Yeah. Everyone treats me like it I'm seems, a second class it citizen. It seems weird now, Because yeah. I'm a cop. It <laughs> okay. seems really weird now. And uh, after we talked about it like on Man Training Candidate, the accountability thing is like really striking me all the time yeah. now. Oh. It's like anytime somebody gets punished for like, I'm like, yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, those days are past, yeah, friends. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's it. That's Sex Cops. Sex we did cops. it. Next time. Oh, finally, we're finally getting around to... Biggest well, frankly, fan. These are a lot of, these are all classics in their ways. Yeah, yeah. this is going to be a good episode. And it's it's weird. Our well, biggest fan. Yeah, it's big, <laughs> so biggest fans. So we're going to do Misery. Nice. The Bodyguard. And I'm very excited to talk about our first Tony Scott movie, The Man, Fan. The Fan. Interesting because I love Tony Scott. <laughs> I I will defend almost any of his movies. I think this is one of the few that I kind of don't like. Amazing. Yeah. I'm excited. I haven't seen that. I need so. to see it. I mean, I'm looking forward to watching it again. I'm looking forward to watching all of these. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the fan inexplicably, well, maybe it's not inexplicable, I don't know, but let's just say Tony Scott saw Seven before <laughs> doing <laughs> and wasn't shy about it when he made The Fan. Good movie. The Clam, fan. I mean, you know, I, 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 it's always been one of his weakest for me, but I still, I've watched it like 15 times, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't wait. Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, BDC. Uh, nice. Also, um, this is you know for the Patreon mm. side of things. Uh, we're up to fifty six followers as oh, of really? this point, wow. uh, which is pretty cool. And so we've decided to set another target zone. We mm-hmm. did the uh, we did the five Douglases uh, episode that is very popular, and uh, that, that seemed to drum up some extra business. So we're setting our next target for s- seventy five patrons. Yep. Yeah. And w- w- if we get to 75, we're going to do five De Palmas. Yes. But off-brand De Palma Off-brand De Palma ones. Off De Palma ones. Ones that three. we can't do on the proper yeah. but, but also not ones that we don't want to watch, so probably not wise guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do Redacted. <laughs> and I and I can't, and I can't couldn't make it through Bonfire of the Vanities when well, I tried watching it. I wouldn't even it. bother. So... So anyway, I, I have good things to say about it, but, we, I, but we, I wouldn't want to. But we will be, we will be for sure discussing uh, Mission, Mission to, to Mars. Mars. Mission to Mars, Mission Impossible. We could do Mission Impossible. We haven't we haven't picked the ones we're going to do yet. Not Start, yet. We haven't picked them yet. But oh well, we picked we picked two. I definitely want to do Mission to Mars, and we're going to do his book, his novel. Yeah. that he just published. That he mean, wrote I with w- his wife. I mean, I we could do look look we could do ten diplomas as yeah. far as I'm concerned. But uh, but I would I mean I want to do I would love to do Untouchables. Oh man, and but I I'd love to talk I'd love to talk about Carlitos Way because it's a movie. Where I mean, are we going both for Because I think it's a movie both of you guys <laughs> love a lot more than me. Yeah. Oh, and I, like I and I don't like parts of it for weird reasons. Ooh. <laughs> we could do casualties of war. Well, no, it's just war. mainly just the voiceover oh. fucking sucks. Okay, I love but casualties a, of war. 
Casualties Award. Yeah, definitely that's what be I kind of like. Anyway, anyway, we're gonna do we're gonna do diplomas. Yeah. So seventy five de- patrons. So we de- need nineteen de- more of you patriots. Fi- it's a lot. Five diplomas slash diploma rama part three. Yeah. yeah. Do you know. do what you can to drum to drum up some business for you. Tell your friends. Join our Patreon. And buy some liquid death. Yeah, buy some liquid death for <laughs> Christ's sake. Death. Uh, <laughs> it's going to murder your thirst. I was also going to plug uh, plug Scarecrow Video because we don't on here, and two of us work there yeah. still. And uh, we do also, we are doing, I just wanted to throw it because that's where you get all our movies to watch. And uh, we've got just about everything. And I just wanted to plug it for that and like uh, just to say because we do, they do, we are doing rent by mail. So, I mean, yeah. even if you're not in here, you can you can rent some stuff. So, if you, you know, you don't have access to some So movies. much anyway. shit that you can't get anywhere else. Anyway, I just yeah. want to do that. Uh, and, yeah, uh, you know, f- rate us and all that. Mm. Rate us, rate us Follow five us stars. Follow us on Letterboxd rate us one Twitter. Star. We'll be posting that clip on Twitter and Instagram of Clint Eastwood's pulsating butt. <laughs> That's the end. Look forward to that. We're closing out on that. (laughs) Closing out on Clint Eastwood's pulsating ass. All right. Until next time, the suspense is killing us. Better be. Bye.